The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. This is great news. This is, this is so good to hear. You know, for all the troubles of our modern world, at least we can take comfort in knowing that some injustices are being exposed. Yes, we are divided, but at least... We are turning our attentions to some wrongs and to some causes of those wrongs. And maybe, just maybe, if we have the courage and determination, we can right those wrongs. What, what because wrongs are you talking about? What wrongs? White, su- white supremacy? Oh. I mean, that's, a, that's a pretty big <laughs> wrong there. Yeah, yeah, you white people. Yes. Right? I mean, white supremacy is is a huge wrong. Yes. All right. So, I mean, wouldn't that be a a wrong that would be, you know, right to correct? Oh. It'd be a good thing. I actually agree with you. And then some of the causes of those wrongs. Yeah. Like, you know, white supremacy being caused by like square dancing and some other things that. I'm sorry? White supremacy. That's a wrong. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then the causes behind it. Square dancing. (laughs) Oh, Chris, this is... Okay. I know you white people look really funny when you square dance. Wow. This is troubling that you would laugh at such a thing. (laughs) Okay, wow. So apparently you support white supremacy. Uh, If that's what you call white supremacy. So are you one of those Hispanics that are also white? Because I see the (laughs) non-white Hispanics, and I've always been confused about that. Is that an identified thing? Identified thing, yes. Okay, so square dancing. Causing white supremacy. I know you're probably shocked by this. You didn't realize that this is the linchpin of uh, white supremacy. These are not the words of Doc Thompson. These are the words of some dude that works for a major publication that decided to write a whole article on this. You want to understand why? I would like to understand this why insidious thing. Square dancing is white supremacy. The author writes, if you live in the U.S., chances are that growing up you had to take square dancing in gym class. I didn't. Did you? Uh, I had to take one of them. Yeah, something like that in elementary school. That's that's interesting. I just learned something new today. They write, I myself spent a week at my Rochester, New York high school learning to Alamon left and right skills I I was highly unlikely to ever need again. (laughs) They went on to write, and I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I'll just read chunks of it. It's very, very long. Just So so many words. So many words. As it turns out, there's an unusual reason why so many American students spend their formative years learning to do do 28 out of 50 states have declared square dancing their official dance. This is part of a, co- a coordinated campaign, a danspiracy. If you, <laughs> I'm sorry, a what? A danspiracy. It's a dance conspiracy. No, I get it. A dance conspiracy. I, I get it, but that's that's a cool word. This is a coordinated campaign, a dance conspiracy, if you will, the author writes. Okay. To make square dancing the official dance of the U.S. in the hope that doing so would give square dancing and its related activities more visibility and have a positive effect on recruiting new dancers. 
But the institutionalization of square dancing isn't just about the joy of dance. It's about America's legacy of racism and anti-Semitism and the surprising tools that get used in an effort to uphold whiteness. We're still talking about dancing, right? Square dancing and not all dancing, just square square dancing. dancing. We're still talking about square dancing. Exactly. For a second there, I thought you were talking about, you know, I don't know, KKK, you know, lynching people. That's what we're talking about. Square dancing. It's virtually the same thing. It's the Okay, you're not getting it. The goofy white people doing that. See? I mean, come on. It's the same thing as a KKK. Right there. Right. You see them dancing. Okay. He's uh, spinning her around and now I'm on left and do see do and all that. It's the exact same thing as lynching black people. Wow. I really have. It's the same thing as clubbing Jews. That's what it's like. You might as well be doing that if you're square dancing. Wow. You grab your partner and twirl it. You might as well be uh, turning the fire hoses and the dogs on black people. Wow. That's you might as you you want to understand more about this? I will like to please. you're really showing your ignorance here. I I know I am, and I'm sorry about that. So please. The author writes, to understand how square dancing became a state-mandated means of celebrating Americana and whiteness, it's necessary to go back to... The 70s? No, much further back. But a person in America. George Washington? Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Why Henry Ford? Ford? Aha, see? Why Henry Ford? He hated the Charleston. Is that another dance move? Yeah. You Which know, one Charleston? is that one? That's the one where you get together and do your like... Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. You know, the 1920s, roaring 20s. He also really hated Jews and believed that the Jewish people invented jazz as part of a nefarious plot to corrupt the masses and take over the world, a theory that might have come to a surprise to the blacks who... the black people who invented it. I really want to be a Jew. You get blamed for everything. It's like... Mm Mm-hmm. Henry Ford did. So, you getting it now? I'm getting it. Okay. I'm getting it. I'm getting you see, it. The author writes, black people, he thought of Henry okay. Ford, were not necessarily evil, but certainly not as swift as white people, and were particularly prone to be manipulated and controlled by the Jews. Mm. So, he didn't have so much trouble with the blacks. Oh, you no. weren't all that bright. But the prior problem is the Jews controlling the Jews them. Control them. By the way, that's uh, part of the reason why there's so Middle Eastern and so many Muslims outside of Detroit in uh, Dearborn. Because oh, he hired a bunch of them, he, brought them over. Oh, to battle the Jews. To battle the Jews. That's right. Ford hired black workers, the author said. We're still talking about square okay, dancing. Got it, got it, got mm-hmm. it. Ford hired black workers and paid them the same as white workers. But he was very concerned that they, along with his other workers, would be morally corrupted by the evil forces of jazz. Jazz, he believed, would lead them astray, propelling them toward liquor, tobacco, sex, and all kinds of other sins. Ford and his wife had long had a long history in what he termed old-fashioned dancing when he brought... The Wayside Inn in Sudsbury, Massachusetts in 1923, he hired a man named Benjamin Lovett. Aha, you follow mm-hmm. along, Benjamin Lovett. Yep. To not only teach square dancing mm-hmm. to he and his wife, but also he, to guests at the inn. See? He hired them to teach this racist dancing. This dancing. By bringing square back dancing. square dancing as well as other primal Anglo-Saxon dances like waltzes and quadrilles. Oh my gosh. Ford believed he would be able to counteract what he saw as a wholesome influence of jazz, the, the unwholesome influence of jazz music. To bring his dream to life, Ford poured tons of money into square dancing and country music in general. And in 1926, he published an instructional manual for aspiring square dance instructors titled Good Morning 
after a sleep of 25 years, old-fashioned dancing is being revived by Mr. and Mrs. Henry Ford. It's a long name. Long that is title. a very long title. Long title. <laughs> but on the front and then down and to the side and around the, the back. Yeah. Anyone's in the seams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also required his employees to attend the square dancing events he created for them. Well, duh. He funded fiddle contests and radio shows promoting old-time dancing music as well as the creation of square dancing clubs all across the U.S. where modern Western-style square dancing as we know it was now really was really created. So there you go, Chris. You getting it now? <sighs> no, he Doc, knew. I'm, I'm actually even more upset at this. Author. The square dancing was keeping the whiteies in power. You know what? It, he knew jazz and the Charleston and other stuff. The blacks would be running everything, but puppets of the Jews. <laughs> the Jews would be wielding power behind the blacks with their jazz music. I know uh, mm-hmm. square dancing. It's not really white supremacist, whatever what this guy believes. But now I really want it to be because this guy- you want it to be. I think it's clear. I don't know if you know this. Obama was controlled by the Jews and the Jews were using jazz music and other forms. Uh, can we just go back to normal? Okay. A little bit more here to help you understand because I don't think you're getting it. I'm not getting it. The but- author right. Ford saw these dances as intrinsically white and thus more intrinsically wholesome. Along with his wife, their square dancing instructor, Benjamin Lovett. Uh, he campaigned to bring square dancing to the physical education classes of students across the country. See, you give me the kids. If I can brainwash the kids, well, that is true. kids with racism kids. and stuff yeah. like Hitler did against the Jews and they will rise up. So Henry Ford mm-hmm. used it in mm-hmm. reverse, right? Mm-hmm. I get the square dancing in the schools. I'll control the minds of the kids and they'll stand up to the Jews. See? So he's the one who campaigned to get it in uh, education classes. He believed it would teach kids social training, courtesy, good citizenship, along with rhythm. Good. Because if there's one thing that square dancing has, we know it's rhythm. Oh, no. It does not. I mean, a lot of, lot of no. rhythm. Lot of, <laughs> That's why it's a square dancing. Because huh. you just follow the steps. And the schools agreed. By 1928, half of the schools in America were teaching square dancing and other forms of old-fashioned dancing to students. In the 1930s, another square dancing aficionado, a Colorado school superintendent named Lloyd Pappy Shaw, helped revive the tradition once again and continues Ford's quest to spread square dancing to schools across the country. He added to Ford's Good Morning instructional manual and created the Lloyd Shaw Folk Dance Program, traveling the country in hopes of getting schools to implement it into their physical education programs. And throughout the next few decades, modern Western square dance clubs popped up all over the country. In 1965, these clubs, initially led by a California-based National Folk Dancing Committee, white supremacists out of California, began their long quest to establish square dancing as the official folk dance of the United States. Now you understand, Chris. Now Now you're getting it. You know what? I'm in. Okay, one final little piece here. Oh, I don't right. So this is a cherry on top because he already oh, won yeah, me over. Yeah. Okay. From 1973 to uh-huh. 2003, and you were in school during those formative. I was, yes. There were over 30 bills proposed to make square dancing the official folk dancing of the U.S. Curiously enough, though, those who were most open to this were folklorists and square dancing purists who <laughs> thought that the Western style square dancing promoted these clubs by these clubs was tainted by newfangled moves and their tendency to use recorded music rather than live fiddlers. <laughs> they attempted to nationalize square dancing was granted in 1982, but only temporarily sponsored by a white guy. Here it is. 
Yes. Which white guy? Senator Robert Byrd of West Virginia, who at one time uh, was a member of, of the, the KKK. You see what I'm saying? Uh, this he is was also really house. old, but okay. <laughs> the bill has to pass the House and Senate and was signed by Ronald Reagan, Uh-oh. declaring square dancing the national folk dance of the U.S. from 1982 to 1993. Eleven years. Mm. And Reagan, what color was he? White. Yes. And was he Jewish? No. No. And then finally, and I've left a bunch of stuff out. Mm-hmm. I just had to get through this, you know, the final, mm-hmm. the final statement ending okay. this powerful piece mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. white supremacy and the connection to square dancing. Okay. He wrote, if Henry Ford hadn't been a racist and an anti-Semite who believed jazz would be the ruin of our country, square dancing would probably not be a state dance anywhere. And you almost definitely would not have had to learn it in gym class. There you go, Chris. So in the middle of all of these problems and the struggles Mm -hmm. we have and how Mm -hmm. divided, at least a little bit of good is being accomplished where we can say white supremacy is a problem. Let's all recognize that and let's get to the root cause and ferret them out for change. Things like square dancing. Now you know. Wow. Right? No, it's just dancing, dog. Bad dancing. See, that's the problem right there. It's people like you, when confronted with the truth, will not recognize it, allowing white supremacy to not only take hold, but flourish. So you're saying, Mm -hmm. if in school, Mm -hmm. if Milo comes home and he's like, Mm -hmm. hey, we learned to square dance in gym class today, you'd be okay with that? I will be okay with that. Oh, crud. You wouldn't be okay with that with Cubby? Uh, I am not a white supremacist. Thank you. You got to nip it, nip it, nip it. You're white. That's right. Am I supreme from, about you, anything? In you, any way, am I supreme? Aren't you from West Virginia, too? It's in a your little family. bit. A little uh, bit of that. See? Yeah, there's a little bit. That's see? the reason I know. I know. Am I white? Yes. And am, am I supreme in any way? No, you're not. Okay, there it is. Yeah, but still, though. So I recognize that. <laughs> there it is. There it is. It's all laid out before you. I've, uh, i I got to go back and study if uh, this author and find out if they have any other... Anything else like um, maybe the hustle? <laughs> the cabbage patch? Uh, the cabbage patch. Any of these things. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they promote uh, poverty or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just something like that. Uh, uh, wealth inequality. They probably somewhere in there. I mean, here it is laid out before uh, us now. Now we know. Now you can look at that uh, square dancing and realize that it's uh, it's been... Used to hurt people. You might as well be. Yes, you know what? People. Yes, Doctor, it's been used to hurt people. Can I see why people square dance? It hurts. That hurts. Does that it hurt hurts a lot? A lot. Mm. I'm like, oh, honey, no, don't, don't, don't twirl. No, no, that's not good. So you're telling me if your lovely fiance said, Chris, she wants to go for I've, for the wedding. I've been we got to take it. some square dancing classes because I want to do some square dancing <laughs> at the wedding. Would <laughs> you been, be okay with that? I've been pushing it. You've been pushing. I've been pushing that because she really wants to go score dance. Does she really? Yes. Oh no! She's a Do you see dance. what's going on? What's going on, dude? Uh, what race is she? White. What race are you? Brown, Hispanic. What race is her family? White. So they they've sucked you into their little, and now they're saying let's start square dancing. Oh yes, this is a trap. I don't know how it works. But Whoa. Whitey is out there. Cracker's out there. Dude, 
you got to protect yourself. I think they're up to something. This has all been a sham. What is that, that makes so much more sense than her actually liking you. What is that word that they call black people when they help the white people? Uncle Tom? Yeah. It might be an Uncle Tom right now. Maybe they're trying to corrupt you into being an Uncle Tom. You'll reel in other brown people or something. I don't know. I have reeled Something nefarious people. is going on, though. Oh, God. This could, be a, just uh, this could be a get out situation, Chris. You think that's it? Did y'all see that movie, Get Out? No. Oh, yes, I did. (gasps) Chris, watch your back, man. What's Get Out? This is a movie about, you know, this white girl brings a black kid home, and the black I mean, the white family has, like, slaves still, and trying to kill the black people. Oh, see, I don't know what's going on. Kirk, am I right? It sounds fishy to me, too, Doc. I'm with you on this. What sounds more plausible, that she fell in love with Chris and wants to spend her life with him? That hurts. Or her and her family are slickering him somehow. It's got to be. Something's up. He's going to be skinning animals on the country farm here in the next couple of months. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. They somehow. skin animals. Huh? That's what they do for I know. That's what I'm saying. You're going to be working for the man somehow. Oh. Wow. This is. I'm glad we could have this time. So oh. now you know and you could save yourself. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> Did you see that? Paul B. Hashtag what I learned today. Chris is an Uncle Ernesto. <laughs> Would that be an Uncle Tomas? Yes, Uncle Tomas. Tomas. <laughs> uh, what is that? Bruce, not Brucey. So, Doc, what you're saying is the author is the most racist person in America. Shut up. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's exactly right. That's exactly. Yes. Come on, guys. Seriously. Really if we are at this point, you have lost your minds. Yes. Yes. Henry Ford, by many accounts, was a racist and an anti-Semite. Yes. What the author wrote about that stuff is Absolutely. fairly well documented and reported. It is true that he brought uh, a lot of uh, Middle Easterners, people to that he thought would stand up to the Jews or to make some mm. sort of statement or something. And that's the reason there's a lot of Middle Easterners and Muslims outside of Detroit. These things are true. And likely he did want to promote square dancing. I'll take the author at their word for that. Okay. Uh, he wasn't necessarily doing it because he thought it was going to battle. And even if he did, how is this relevant to white supremacy today? You're also laboring under the misconception that white supremacy is really a thing today. It is not a thing. Does does it exist? Are there some little groups out there? There's some people putting on those pointy hats and marching around with burning yeah. crosses in the forest. Yeah, there's a couple of asses like that out yeah. there. Is it prolific at all? Absolutely not. And the author would have us believe that... It's not only pervasive right now in America, white supremacy, but remember that institutionalized racism that Mm -hmm. people always talk about that 
Doc, you don't even understand. There's racism all around. You just don't see it because it's institutionalized. They want to blur those lines in order to perpetuate this nonsense to give different people power and attention for gain. Political gain, financial gain. That's all it is. The same reason Henry Ford was doing that. Henry Ford didn't just likely uh, didn't likely just hate the Jews and was racist. It was a power grab. That's the that's part of the basis of racism, anti-Semitism. It's to be more powerful. You may think it's based on those people being evil or whatever it is you can conjure up in your head. Hitler believed that they had been ruining the the uh, the lives of German people for years. Right? That's what he told them. Mm-hmm. You know, you got problems, it's because of the Jews. Follow me, and I'll set things right for you. It's always a power grab. You can justify it in your little peanut-sized brain all you want, you dill weeds, but that's what it really comes down to. And the people who stand against racism and anti-Semitism cross the line from, hey, this crap is wrong, and it needs to stop, we're all equal, into institutionalized racism and square dancing is insidious. It's getting the whiteness on you. <laughs> really crazy. By the way, what's the movie? Get out. Yeah, movies. Uh, the movie is okay. Get Out. Chris had to show me the trailer because I couldn't remember it, and then I remember seeing the trailer at the movies yeah. or whatever. It looked really good at the time. Yep. And I didn't get a chance that you saw it though. It's good. I saw. Yeah, Hulu? I saw. It's on Hulu. It's on uh, HBO and. Uh, Netflix and all. If you watch the trailer, uh, and it was last year. Yes, last last year. year. Yep. Watch the trailer in the first minute or so, a couple thirty seconds or so. It shows the black boyfriend and with his white girlfriend going to meet her family Mm -hmm. way up in some country. Oh yeah, it's your country. And they get pulled over by a cop, and she was driving. And the cop's like, "Can I see your license?" She's like, "He wasn't driving." And he's like, "Oh, I just asked to see his license. Whatever." Okay. Oh yeah. I had that happen to me. Oh, yes, you did. Which is with crazy. Yuna. With, with yes. my wife. At the time we were dating, we'd only been dating maybe a year this. or so. Yes. And we were going home to Ohio to see my family. We Uh-oh. were out there in the middle of nowhere. White my country. wife looks very young. Mm-hmm. And this is, she was, I don't she know, does. eight years younger anyway. Oh, my gosh. So she looked really young, okay? You. And she had her hair in a ponytail, which uh, makes her look even, even younger. younger. And she's no makeup on and oh, dressed wow. down and she's just wearing like a baggy sweatshirt, right? You pedophile. Now she's that that's what the cops think. Yeah. So she was probably um, I don't know, thirty ish at the twenty eight, somewhere okay. around there. So she looked like eighteen. At maybe. I mean, she looked at that moment, right? So he pulls me over and I'm I'm nearing my hometown, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm speeding and he pulls me over. And <laughs> another typical I, day. I know, typical day. And I've been I've I've gotten tickets on that same stretch of road at least four <laughs> times before. I know exactly what And you still there. haven't learned your lesson, have it's you? It's just such a long ass boring area, it's like I can't stop. Can I go fifty, Demi? No, jeez, and it slows down. So it's a state boy, state trooper, right? Oh, pulls me over, and he's like, "Driver's registration." And I see him glance over, and I see him get all shifty. This is way out in white country America, right? Mm. They ain't seen any yellow people out there, right? (laughs) And so he sees white guy out there with with, yellow girl, Asian. I mean, this is human trafficking. That's got to be what's (laughs) going on here. Why is he there? He's about to drop her off to someone else, right? Or he just bought her, one of the two. (laughs) And he's like, "Okay," and he goes to her. He goes, "Can I see your license?" And I so I I thought I'm like why the and all of a sudden I got it and I was oh, like oh you got you it son of a 
but he hadn't told me whether or not he was giving me a ticket for speeding yet. Oh, so you had a... So I was like, um, would you uh, get... Yeah, go ahead and get your license for him. Go ahead and get your license. Go ahead and give up all of your personal freedoms and your privacy. Go ahead and get that to him in the hopes that I won't I get a ticket. I wouldn't get a ticket. All of, that, all of that Fourth Amendment stuff right out just, the window. Just throw it out right the window. The out it does not matter and right then now. Then the ass gave me a ticket anyway. Oh, hell no. Then I, then I was all like... You and by the way. Fourth Amendment, racist, right? I was all in. You white then. supremacist! How dare you? <laughs> this is why people don't like cops. Square on your part time out there. Then you off time. You square dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to play the game, and I so wanted to give it to him, but I'm like, maybe I won't get a ticket. Now nah, I got the dang ticket anyways. So yeah, then he saw the. Uh, then he saw her age and he saw she was, you know, mm-hmm. an adult or whatever. He handed it back and he kind of gave me the, all right, what's right up? On. What's up? <laughs> Hit the rock. Right. Boo! He gave me the look like, <laughs> see what you're going on. Yellow girl. Okay, good. Good for you. <laughs> I was covered. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, if you would, please follow us on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Real Chris Cruz, and on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Doc Thompson Show. Lots of good things on the way. Still lots of things that I want to share with you, and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting for other things. Man, accomplishing things when you're trying to work on side projects or produce content or start a business, man, is it difficult. It's you're always waiting and waiting and waiting. And I realize now at some point in the future, I'll tell you about all the hurdles, legal and government hurdles and restrictions that I've had to work on in the past couple of months that are seemingly never ending. And and then you get to a point and you're like, good, all set. Oh, no, those couple of things that you worked out, those various government rules, those ones don't work together. In order to get those to work together, you need to do this one. You need to file a uh, form 113Z. You need oh, you to found 113, not 113Z. Exactly, and that was the problem. Yeah. 11-3Z. And uh, sorry, so you're going to have to start all over again and pay all over again. It's just, it's just mind-numbing. But hopefully there'll be some good news coming. Anyways, get the tweets in. If you would follow me on social media, you'll be um, in contact so as things happen. Lots of good stuff coming. Uh, three words. Three words have been banned on a campus in the UK. Whoa. The university campus. Three words. I love you? Three words that are troubling. Think about that a minute. Think about it. What do you think they Uh, would be? And I'll tell you about them in just a second. First, I want to share with you Earthwater and their affiliate program, an opportunity for you to make a bunch of cash. With their affiliate program, you could grow possibly to a full-blown income, big money, or maybe just a little side income. It's the direct market model, which you've probably heard about maybe for decades with other companies. Some of them even became kind of a joke about stuff Mm -hmm. because it was just so silly the way they had set it up. This, however, is a really solid way to grow companies. 
It's one of the fastest ways to grow in today's world. Some of the best business advisors in America, yeah. like Robert Kiyosaki, will have explained how this works. But Earthwater is doing it different. They're yes. not doing it where you have to stock up and have a warehouse of a bunch of supplies. No, no. It's our version of a spatula, <laughs> just like a regular spatula, but it costs more. And you have to stock up and try to pitch it to your neighbors. And then you have a spatula party. But don't forget all the other products. No, it's none of that no. stuff. They just know they need to grow the company quickly. And the easy way to do it is to pay you to tell people. That's the, the simple yeah. way to think about it. It's that simple because you don't have to carry the, uh, the supplies. No. You don't have to ship them to people, anything like that. Amazon handles all of it, and there's no minimum. So it's a turnkey business that pays you a 40% commission. Yep. And by the way, congratulations to Wesley D., the new. Look at that. His Nicely done, link, sir. And he's like already buying water. Retweet him so people can see, too. Isn't that awesome? That quickly. Earthwater's legit, folks. Yeah. I am not kidding you. This is really healthy. As you know, we have a lot of products we talk about and take efforts to make people as healthy as we can. I'm running even though I don't like to. Yeah, Chris trying to lose weight or whatever. You've lost. Dude, you I have toned up with the running. That By the helped. way, Jeffy is so jealous. He's like, look at him. We're watching you doing the blaze. Why? Mm -hmm. like, look at him. That stupid self. Lost pounds. Look at him. I hate him. I'm like... It's, he's it's difficult, man. It, it really is, is especially yeah. running in this heat or whatever. Oh, but yeah. Part of the reason we talk about this stuff, I just want our lives to be a little bit better. I mean, yeah. aren't we all going through longer. just going, I want some of the pro. That's the reason I get so stressed about stuff where I talk about them at the store and I'm like, why with the words and the whatever, why couldn't it? Because we all just have so much crap that you can't avoid that those little extra things, being healthy, you know, taking those problems off, it's going to work. A little extra money. So earth water is awesome. The product, I love it. I chugged, I chugged down about a pitcher of the stuff yesterday after I no got done running. I know, right? Yeah, really <laughs> I went don't. in there to film that before the show. I'm like, man, yep. can we change this? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I don't change them, though. That's oh, I me. could. Yeah, that's not me. I have, we have people for that, don't we? Me? I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Earthwater, uh, their affiliate program is waiting for you. It's a great turnkey business, pays a 40% commission. It's uh, TheBlaze.TeamEarthwater.com. TheBlaze.TeamEarthwater.com. Check it out today. TheBlaze.TeamEarthwater.com. So a UK university has banned a common phrase on campuses, uh, on their campus. Mm -hmm. What do you think the phrase is? You said, I love you. Oh, it's you. a phrase. Yeah. Oh, I thought three, it was like... Three word phrase, like I love you. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I want you... Bath University, Somerset, England, recently held an equity and diversity network meeting. Okay where they decided that a certain three-letter phrase mm -hmm. is troubling because it can make certain students feel inadequate and stupid. Hmm. As you know, mm -hmm. that's the phrase. Oh, that's the phrase. As you know. As you know? As you know. What if I say to you, Chris, mm -hmm. we're in a meeting, everybody, and I go, hey, as you know, Tuesday no! is the launch of our... Because you may not have known. I didn't know. What if you didn't know? I didn't know. And I said, as you know, assuming yeah. you know. And the pressure is, on, pressure is on you saying, oh my gosh, I, I don't know. know. See, usually, as you know, is followed by what it is they know, which yes. is kind of a stupid thing to yes, say. Yes, it is. Yes. As you know, Tuesday is Christmas. Yes. As you know, next week, I am going to have the hysterectomy, right? As you know, right? Yes. So. Which I is always know. stupid because you do. Know. And part of the reason you say that is just in case people don't didn't know. know. Yes. If you go oh, Tuesday. You know? Right. And, and that's a nice way of saying it. So you go, Tuesday is Christmas. People are like, I know. <laughs> right? So you, I know about the hysterectomy. Got it. 
So just lay it out there. As you know, is triggering though, they say. Is it? They've barred it from staff, from classes. You are not allowed to put those three words together in that order. During the meeting, they played a video called, Why is my curriculum white? (laughs) Oh, God, that was a as you know. You already have a video produced about this? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, it's called, Why is my curriculum white? What do you mean? Oh, it's on white sheet of paper. Yeah, because usually paper is white. No, I mean the whitey runs it. Oh. I don't know. Maybe they have square dancing on campus. I don't know what's going on there. But the they, four was able to get it all the way across the pond. A lot of dosey doing across the pond. It's American. They're like, Henry Ford. I don't know. So they played the video. It was produced called, Why is my curriculum white? Mm-hmm. And in it, they explored the ideas of race and belonging on campus. Mm. Who, you know, feeling that feeling, the feeling of belonging. And the clip showed one student complaining about the phrase, as you know. They were all triggered in it. And they said, saying, as you know, leads to self-doubt and makes things difficult to question. They were very upset by this phrase, as you know. As you know. So, oh. the university stepped up and banned the phrase. Of course. Staff is not allowed to use it. Uh, of course. So, if you're meeting with a professor, the professor's like, listen, Chris, as you know. Oh, at the end of the- hey, you cannot use that. That's right. As you know, at the end hey! of the school... No. At the end of the no. term, as you know... Was, no, no. That's triggering. You could also not say to a fellow student, as you know, uh, we have a what event. Are you doing? This, see what I'm saying? We're classmates. That's, how dare you treat me how like that? How dare you? The university student union race equality group... Yes, of course. The, the university had that right, one of those? they do. Okay. And the co-chair, Bernice Dolrymple... Oh, my God. There's multiple. Have a chair. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not just two people coaching. No. <laughs> no. There's probably like 45 yes. on there. Everybody gets to lead today. But one of the co-chairs, <laughs> Bernice Dillrimple, uh, said some lecturers use commonly known phrases stating, as you know. <laughs> Isn't that? I was going to say that's not phrases. No. Okay. As you know, which could make students feel at fault for not knowing and make it difficult to engage with the course content. So it makes them feel at fault for not knowing. See, the thing is, you know, because they follow it with what it is you already know. I'll admit it is a little silly. The phrase is a little silly, but triggering, that seems a little very troubling. Very troubling. As you know, many people in the UK are off their rocker. (laughs) As you know, the University of Bath is full of nimrods. (laughs) As you know, universities should be teaching things as opposed to just making safe spaces. Stop it. As you know, we live in a crazy ass, triggering snowflakes are going to melt down if you even look the wrong Mm. way time. Mm. As you know, I would be using that phrase oh, yeah. all over. I would open up the As You Know Cafe right across the street. With As You Know t-shirts and coffee mugs. That's right. Extra cold in here so you're not going <laughs> to melt down. As You Know. Shut up. What a strange thing. All right. Uh, Dr. Shiva ready? Yeah. Dr. Shiva joining us now. How are you, Dr. Shiva? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I, I'm concerned, though. I saw you kind of get uh, popped by the guy who pushed your megaphone into your face. Yeah, two chipped teeth, uh, potential root canal. You know, my upper tooth uh, is likely damaged and, you know, a bunch of abrasions on my lips. 
So he but, act, you know, we you did actually... it for the right reason. We did it for free speech. Uh, and it's a it's an amazing photo if you see it. Yeah, uh, it's a guy wearing a white uh, a liberal T-shirt. You know, uh, a white T-shirt with liberal on it. It's almost like the new hood with the two holes on it. Um, punching me, um, and uh, and all of this is done onto a megaphone. Right, the megaphone is a symbol of free speech in this country. So, but you actually chipped teeth. Two chipped teeth. Yeah. Oh uh, I went into the man. Emergency room day before. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I can handle, uh, you know, a punch and things like that. But the unfortunate thing is that Elizabeth Warren hasn't disavowed the racism and violence against a minority. OK, and let me let me lay this out. Yeah. So Dr. Shiva is running for Senate. We, we've interviewed him before. You've got an amazing past. We we think you're a guy who gets it. And, you know, you're one yeah. of those people that we think. You know, we'd like to support and people should support. I saw the video, but as you you've been uh, running for Senate and um, I saw the guy, he comes up to you and as you have a megaphone in an event and slaps the megaphone back at your face and kind of pushes it back into you. I thought it was uh, assault. I didn't know it was that damaging. Let me let me play the video real quick, Dr. Shiva, so people have it and can understand what's going on. Here it is. We don't produce enough engineers. We don't produce enough doctors. What we do is produce a bunch of scumbag lawyer lobbyists like Elizabeth Warren. They're not come here and have a discussion about racism. That's right. You're the racist, boy. Racist. 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 Look at the racist. Police now. Stop, stop, stop. I'm okay. So the guy was arrested, it looks like, right? He was arrested on assault and battery. And disorderly conduct, but here's the incredible thing. Elizabeth Warren allowed him back into the theater. That's what Elizabeth Warren thinks about, you know, uh, hate crime to a minority who's expressing his First Amendment rights on an open lawn, which the police said we could be at, in fact, allowed us to be there, comes up from across the street, you know, getting ready to wrap me with his umbrella, and then comes up when I call him a racist, pops me uh, with my megaphone into my mouth. I mean, I could have been hurt, you know, and I, you know, my tooth could have been knocked out, and there goes my campaign, right? Because you got to look good right. when you're out there speaking. So that's what this guy's about. By the way, this guy's um, an artist, and I looked at his art. <laughs> okay. okay. Black and white Barbie dolls. Okay. okay. That's how a lot of these guys are. You know, they claim they're fighting racism by right. uh, they're like poverty pimps. You know, they take pictures of people in India and Africa and sell them. That's that was, the only, that was also about. That was not the only thing that happened to you, Doctor Shiva, right? Because your tires were slashed. The buses. Our tires were, yeah, I mean, it was like someone looked, took like a Bowie knife and, you know, cut through our tires. And that's wow. what it looked like. So that happened, you know, uh, you know. But look, the important thing is, in this country, we have not even been discuss- uh, have had a real conversation about race. It's the most important issue for Americans, if you look at the Gallup polls, because it's being controlled by a bunch of white liberal racists out of Harvard University. Probably about 10 people, Elizabeth Warren being one of them. That they have bounded race to the notion, don't use the N-word, mm-hmm. right? And let's change the name of certain buildings. And if we do that, then we've taken care of racism. But the reality is in Boston, the average net worth of a black person is $8. And we don't discuss uh, poor whites, right? You right. know, they're, they're on opioids. Uh, their infant mortality is increasing more than any other Western world. That's never discussed. If you bring up poor whites, then you're called a white supremacist. Right. That's what these guys have done. They've bounded race. So if you really say, you know what, Elizabeth Warren's a racist, that blows a chip in their mind. When she's the one that took advantage of affirmative action, which was a gain of the civil rights movement, to get access to Harvard. She's the one who lies uh, 
and says that, you know, that uh, medical insurance uh, or the uh, small businesses, 60% of small businesses uh, went out of business because of medical insurance. He wrote two Harvard uh, Medical Journal papers on this, completely proven to be false, and which was a basis of her getting tenure. That's what these people are. And they have a huge, you know, media machine behind them. And what we did yesterday was to expose that uh, nationally and potentially globally. And I think it's a good thing. So a pop in the face, you know, a couple of chipped teeth, I think is worth it yeah. because we stood up for free speech and we're on the road, I think, to really having a dialogue in this country about race. You know what, Doctor? Racism Dr. against you, poor whites, racism against poor blacks. You're right. You you are you really triggered them. The reason this went down, I mean, they slashed the tires on your bus. They they attacked you. All of the the reason it is is because you are a constant reminder of the sham that they have perpetrated. The sham that is uh, racism in America. You you are exposing the lies and the identity politics that they play. Right. And what we're doing is we're turning it on them because, you know, it's like in, in uh, psychology, they call projection. When other people call someone a racist, you got to really look at themselves. So we're putting the mirror right up to them. And it really hurts them because they think they're high and mighty, that, that they own the narrative on race. You know, when Kanye came out and he cha- you know, said he's going to be independent, he's suddenly branded as a crazy person. When I'm to this, I get popped. Right. Yeah. And the more important thing is that first of all, I appreciate the blaze covering this, mm-hmm. you know, CNN, the local media in Boston does not want to cover this. They've rigged. They want to rig this election to a Republican or a Democrat. And the other piece is they have two, you know, two different laws, one law for them and another law for us. You know what I'm saying? For all of us, here's a guy who's allowed back in to the auditorium, embedded and allowed back in, you know, several years ago, I was falsely arrested by a woman who'd done this to many people. You know, my mugshot, uh, got put up recently by a right-wing talk show host called Howie Carr, who's in bed with the establishment Republican candidate, oh. saying that I'm a dark guy who beats white women. So that's what the right wants to do, and the left wants to position me as a white supremacist because I spoke at the Boston Free Speech Rally. That's what <laughs> wow. The point is, they got a major formidable problem with me because I've experienced this all my life, fighting for justice and truth. You know, I exposed Monsanto. I was called a fraud. I got four degrees from MIT, you know? Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> These guys, you know, I think we have a historic opportunity, all of us, because they don't want a candidate like me. I'm, I'm an American worker. I still work for a living. You know, everything I've done has come from coming here as a legal immigrant, going through the public school system and busting my ass. That's what you do. That's what I do. But these people do not do that. They manipulate. They lie. They cheat. That's why they were so pissed off that Donald Trump got elected. You know, he was a disruption to their whole narrative. You're right. That's the one thing, the one thing, love him or hate him, uh, his ideas and whether he's been a success or not, I think both sides should at least appreciate that because yeah. both sides claim they want something different in D.C. Real quick, Chris Cuomo tweeted uh, in reference to this, and it's shocking that he even referenced it. I don't yeah. think he did on air. He just tweeted about it. Is the man pushing the megaphone into the face the punch in the face or is there something else we don't see so that seems like he's kind of mocking you like oh is that the punch well, in yeah, the he's face? minimizing you yeah. see when, when nothing fits their narrative they have to start calling you white racist you know wife beater you know they go to all extremes or minimize i mean look at this there was hundreds of people saw a guy wrap me in my face we have it on video we've you know shown the video the the close-up shot it's up there you know hearing the pop and that's chris cuomo he's a complete you know he comes from a family of thugs you know, he's a rich boy. His, maybe his dad worked hard. But that's yep. how these guys operate, right? Yep. They live in the Hamptons, do their thing, and then sit there and talk about they care about racism. Here's an example of a hate crime done by one of their own, and they have to minimize it. That's racism. They're the racists. 
Dr. Shiva, I just uh, retweeted uh, your tweet showing this, uh, one of your tweets that shows what happened there so people can find you. And then we'll uh, put a link up to your website as well so people can follow your account to see, okay? Yeah, listen, I really appreciate you guys covering this because right now the media, the liberal media and the local media in Boston is doing what I call a brownout. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they're doing. <laughs> so I think, I think you guys covering the shows, um, what the difference between journalism and non-journalism is. You have Agreed. fake news. And then you have non-fake news, then you have the, an invisible news, right? You don't even yep. show certain stuff. Yeah, what we're talking about here is very powerful because it, it has an opportunity to bring this country together, black and white, and they don't want that. They thrive on race war. They thrive on Cold War. You're That's right. They were against Putin meeting with uh, Trump. You're absolutely right about that. All right, Dr. Shiva, good luck, buddy. Keep us posted, okay? Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Have a great morning. Be well. There is, uh, there's so much to like about Dr. There Shiva. There is. Like, I have not uh, gone that, you know, line by line in his platform and everything he believes. But come his, on, man. His background, what he's done, there's a lot to support. And, like, and he's right, though. I will say this. He is absolutely right about the machine yes. and the established. Because he's not running as a Republican. No, he's independent. He's running as an independent uh, about the establishment Republican candidate and the Republicans. You know this. We talk about this. Yes. We expose it all the time. Yes. Democrats are generally pretty awful. Yes. I mean, rare do they get it right the republicans get it right a little bit, a little more, bit more but are usually pretty awful yes too. they screw so much of the stuff up i was thinking about i was running yesterday about one of the failures of of the economy when it comes to the two sides the democrats are tax and spend they will tax you in oblivion if they get the chance mm-hmm. tax and spend your money redistributing tax and spend republicans are not tax and spend no. they're just spend yes yes <laughs> Which is fine in the short term. You get to keep your money, but guess what? Tick, 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 tick. That national debt just it's keeps ticking. ratcheting up. Yep. We're almost at $21 trillion. Democrats tax and spend. Republicans, they're just spend. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Dr. Shiva doesn't get elected. We got to find uh, something else for him to do. We do. We do. Some, something. Every time I talk to him, even if you email over the phone, I'm like, dude, I really want to help you out. And I like, um, I mean, you know, he's supposed to walk softly and carry a big yeah, stick. I appreciate yeah. that a little yeah. bit more. But I like that he's out there in the front line battling in an area that I can't oh, in the same way because yeah. of race. And things like that, and I mean his. By the way, track record is what he's accomplished in life. Man, that guy can do bad. You talk about racism. All those white people that are there, give him the business. That's racism right there. They don't. Right, they don't see it that way. They, no, they really don't. do not. They see him. I, I guess the best you could say is they see him as an Uncle Tom. Yes. Is that yes. what? Yes. He's been corrupted by Whitey. The crackers got him. This goes back to remember the thing I said about when uh, Thurgood Marshall was replaced by, Cla- re- replaced by Clarence Thomas. Oh, yes. And, yes, pe- and yes. I asked the question, which matters, the color, the color of their of the skin, skin or their liberal views? For yep. the liberals out there going, it's an insult because Clarence Thomas is a conservative. So do you want somebody that's black? Look, he's black. He's black. Well, but he's not a liberal. So there's plenty uh, of other liberals on the... Okay. Is it okay if we just replace Thurgood Marshall with a white liberal? Mm-hmm. No, because he's not black. So which is it? The truth is it's all a power grab. We yep. know that. 
WaxRx is available. The WaxRx system at UseWaxRx. Not used, but use. <laughs> U-S-E, WaxRx. It's a great system for effectively and safely and efficiently cleaning the earwax out of your ears. Especially if there's a piece of foam rubber shoved in it. <laughs> Like Cubby. my three-year-old son did in his ear. <laughs> Just use wax. Go to usewaxrx.com. Order the system. It'll be at the house for whenever you need it. The family new, use, uh, needs it. You can use it over and over again because you have eardrops first that go in and soften the earwax and then the specially designed pump and the pH balance rinse that finish the whole thing off. So even after many, many uses, if you run out of eardrops, you don't have to buy the whole kit again. You could just get the replacement drops. It's all at usewaxrx.com. Promo radio. Kathy and the bird saying, so is that why why people can't dance or jump? Oh, because of uh, yes, because of square dancing. Yes, because of square dancing. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> mm, that could be. Scrappy Nerf heard saying, "I need to stop listening to Howie Carr." Yeah, he's supporting the establishment candidate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe. Yes. I question that now too. Yeah, yeah, everybody did. And as you know, Doc Thompson and Chris Cruz married way out of their league. Yes, that is. Yes, we true. did. I'm not married yet, so. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. going to be bad for him. I don't know exactly how, but trust me, it's going to be bad. And even if this specifically isn't, this hog kid is on a path for self of self-destruction. Destruction. And we, we, we called did, it. What did I tell you? The that, Fantastic Five yep. will head down the road of self-destruction. They got so much attention yep. and they're so going to want quickly. so quickly that it becomes a drug. They yes. love it. They now want they, it. They believe they're doing something righteous, which mm-hmm. makes it even worse oh, because yes. they're going to struggle and they're going to push the envelope to get it. If they don't get the attention, then they're going to have to ratchet it up. And he did that yesterday. This is going to be bad for him. Day before, President Trump tweeted to Iranian, uh, the Iran president, uh, Rouhani. Yes, the big Never ever caps. threaten the U.S. Yeah. in all caps. Which was good. Right. This is a different way of communicating, yep. as we've said. I, we've covered it a little yesterday. It was probably, it's probably something that will ultimately be good for America. Eventually, the problem with drawing lines in the sand like that is you, you have, have to, to back them up. <laughs> I think Trump will. Yep. So then you got to say eventually at some point, if Trump continues to draw lines in the sand, somebody will challenge him on it and he will respond. Mm-hmm. And then are we prepared to be at war with whoever that is? Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at right now. The hog kid yesterday addressed the exact same comments. He just cut and paste the president's comments and directed him back at him, mm-hmm. challenging him, challenging the president and threatening him. Yep. This is what he wrote. Now, granted, he was doing this like the president did, the exact same words other than addressing him to a different person. Mm -hmm. David Hogg tweeted, to U.S. President Trump, 
Never, ever threaten the United States again, or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. <laughs> Has uh, little David Hawk forgotten about United States Code Title 18, Section 871? It says you can't threaten the president? Yes. Yeah, that's going to be bad for him. Now, <laughs> equally as bad, well, almost as bad, are the threats against David Hogg. Yes. People threatened him. We know no. where you are. We're coming to get you type of stuff. You don't do that. Folks, this is not how we're supposed to act. Nope. There is no way David Hogg could ever, at this point in his life, be anywhere near as frustrated as I have been under eight years of President Obama. <laughs> we're politically different. There's no way, because I have suffered much more... Uh, infringements of my personal rights just by virtue of the fact that I am older than him. So settle down there, kid, and start acting proper. It's going to be bad for you. That's not a threat. It's just knowing history. History has a way of teaching you really valuable lessons via pain. (laughs) And that's likely what's coming. Yeah. President Trump yesterday, uh, over the weekend, supported uh, Brian Kemp for governor of Georgia. Yeah. And Georgia is voting today in the runoff primary. Brian Kemp joins us now. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. Good to be on with you. In my opinion, that was the best tweet of the week, but I may be a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what, uh, Mr. Kemp? I, this I've said this before. We don't understand um, President Trump because this is new. We have not seen a president. And while I don't like that it seems unpresidential, it is a new way of communicating with people who are used to being bullies. Well, no doubt about it. And I think, you know, that tweet really says a lot, I think, for my campaign, the race that I had been running, who I am, not only as a you know aspiring political person but just as a businessman for a long time father three teenage daughters you know i support the president on securing our borders i've got plans here in georgia that i'll implement as governor to track and deport criminal illegals going after the mexican drug cartel that is making georgia a distribution hub for drugs and sex trafficking and other things you know i want to be tough on street gangs we've got I think 40,000, 50,000 street gang members in Georgia, and the president certainly has been very vocal and strong on that as well, and public safety reform is a big part of my agenda, being a father of three teenage daughters and wanting to keep them safe. But I've been in the private sector for 30 years as well, and he knows that I've been a small business guy, and I want to make Georgia number one for small business, really building off of where we are now and taking it to the next level. And I'm just grateful and excited for his endorsement. It was like pouring gasoline on a really great fire we had <laughs> in our campaign. That is pretty powerful endorsement. That really was. So that good for you that you end up securing that. So the, the runoff today is a runoff because in May, uh, no candidate uh, on the Republican side during the primary got 50%. So it's between you and uh, the lieutenant governor today. Is that right? That's right. And then... Um, we played, I believe, your commercial Both back in yeah. May before the primary. A couple of your commercials that got you a lot of attention, a little bit of hot water with some people, but overall pretty successful for you. Oh, yeah, great. Look, just want to let you guys know that Jake is still alive and well. You know, despite <laughs> the left, uh, you know, the, the left uh, thinking I pointed a gun at a teenager, which I, I've, I know how to point a gun at someone or something, and I can assure you it was not pointed at him. It was unloaded, and 
I know all about muzzle control and uh but but that being said i think that's another reason the president endorsed me i've been not only a strong supporter of the second amendment but an advocate for it uh georgians believe in the right to protect themselves and their family and no one's going to fight harder to do that than myself you have a really good shot at this thing today i mean there's a good chance in the general uh somebody on the republican side is probably going to do pretty well in georgia anyway but you've got a real shot at this today that's um that's that's pretty amazing out of nowhere. A guy who has not uh, had the, you know an extensive political career, some that's that's pretty cool. Well, I think you know in some ways I'm still an outsider. I mean, I've certainly got great experience in government. I served two terms in the legislature in the early 2000s, so I know how that process works. But I went back home, uh, and literally every day I've ever been in elected office, I've also been having to sign the front of a lot of paychecks, including my own. And they're all small businesses. You know, I'm a hard-working Georgia. We're laying rock every day on construction jobs. I've built, you know, had a construction company for over 20 years. We manage real estate still. I've been involved in helping start a small community bank that's providing capital for hard-working Georgians every day in our local community. I've been involved in some agriculture and farming businesses. So I have a great understanding of that. And plus, I've worked the state hard. You know, as a statewide elected official for eight and a half years, in the Secretary of State's office being the chief elections official. You know, I work with all 159 counties every day to have secure, accessible, and fair elections, and I've been to every county. Uh, I know the, the great things that we have going on in our state, but also know the big issues that we have, like in rural Georgia where, you know, kids can't get on the Internet to do their homework, and we don't have access to good health care and no good economic opportunities, and that's something that I want to focus on I want to be a governor for all of Georgia, not just our capital city. You know, the the phrase has been thrown around uh, elections past that, you know, it's the economy, stupid. And, and it really does ultimately come down to that as one of the prime issues. Right now, we're, we're doing much better. We had the, the tax bill that passed. We've got lower unemployment. Still, you know, we got a huge debt and things. But I don't think people realize what's at stake, how fragile the economy is right now. And number one, with or number two, all of the changes that are coming in the near future with more and more automation and computers, we have got to figure this out. Brian, we have got to set the future right now, the future economy, and understand how business operates and promote entrepreneurship, and we're just not doing it. Well, and that's exactly what I've done in the Secretary of State's office. You know, we have completely changed the way we're doing business here. We got off the old antiquated state mainframe system with with a, a lot of our different IT platforms. We moved it. We privatized it into a private data center. We have better systems that are doing more work. They're set, they have literally saved millions of dollars uh, of taxpayer dollars. We've got to do the same thing in the private sector. And, you know, that's the real thing that I've seen uh, in 15 months on the campaign of, of literally outworking my opponent is, you know, the economy's good, but there are places where it's not good and people are hurting out there. And they're wondering, you know, who is going to be the person that's going to be up there fighting for me? They feel like they've been forgotten in a lot of part in, in many parts of our state. And I think you see the same thing in the country. I mean, the economy is doing great. I think that's one reason that People are so supportive of the president, despite the liberal media right in the way that they do about him. I mean, he is fighting for us up there, and that's exactly what I want to do as governor here in Georgia.
Well, keep us posted, and good luck today. We'll go ahead and tweet out links to your information so people can follow you and support your campaign if they see fit to. And, uh, you know, when you when you get sworn in, just make sure there's a little space for us over there to broadcast <laughs> over the side, all right? Uh, yeah, hey, no, no worries. And our website is Kemp, kempforgovernor.com. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Brian. Brian Kemp, kempforgovernor.com. Um, interesting guy. I do like these people that have a little bit of government experience and a lot of business. A lot of business and I private. think I've gotten to the point where I want a businessman more than a politician. Absolutely. But you got to have you got to know how to navigate spot. that yes. water. Yes. Even if you have never been in public office, you've got to at least know how that system operates. Yep. And a good businessman, a good manager, a there really good manager. Yes understands that even if you don't have that knowledge, you know where to get it. Mm-hmm. You hire good people and you make good decisions, decisions, you know, with the knowledge at hand. That's the key. A good manager in the stuff. Yeah. I definitely want somebody that has that level of sense. If we had more of that. You'd have less of this political machine that runs Think about these, it. these, these government offices. Yeah. And it all starts in the state level. So Brian Kemp is actually doing it right. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to like about him yeah. as well. Him and everybody we talked to in the past couple of months is like, man, can we just get one of those guys up in office so we can just you know get some connections? And by the way, <laughs> for the people that were all ticked off at him supposedly pointing the gun. Oh, shut up. Which he didn't point the gun. No. But you know what? What's the kid's name? Josh? Is that what he uh, said? Uh, James or Josh. One of us, yeah. Uh, that kid had it easy, even if he was pointing the gun at him. Yes. The guy's got attractive daughters and a, and he's got some cash. He's got yeah. the business. Yeah. And he may be governor. Yeah. You know what? A lot of us have had fathers point <laughs> guns at us when we didn't have anywhere near that. Near that, yes. Yeah. Lesser attractive daughters <laughs> and you were not going to get a job out of it. Trust me, if I have a daughter and you did, and you want to turn my daughter, I will be pointing your gun. Right, exactly. You. But wouldn't you be willing to have yes. someone point a gun at you for that? You're like, yeah. The guy may be governor. He's got some cash. The daughter's hot. All right, so you point a gun at me for a while. That's all I need. I'm good to go, right? Sit here. It's the great equalizer. All right, Mr. Kemp, I'll sit right here. (laughs) Sounds good, sir. Is there a possibility I'm going to get a job out of this if you've got a hot daughter? Fine. Yeah, lots of us throughout history have had guns pointed at us by fathers, and it was not nearly that good. No, no. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc is uh, hopefully where you will be heading today to sign up for your new Patriot Mobile account. Patriot Mobile needs you to sign up. As they grow, so grows their influence. They've already given tens of thousands of dollars away to support candidates that you do and causes and organizations and groups that you support, but they need your help. They know. They have tracked this. They have laid this out as part of their business model of how successful they can be and the influence they will have if you sign up for an account. This was not fly by night. Hey, shoot, let's sell phones and mobile service. That is not what happened. They saw the influence of Big Mobile and Credo Mobile, and they said, let's lay this out. So some business guys got together that support libertarian and conservative causes and said, this is our track to success. This is how we will do some good with it. This is how we will make money. The numbers don't lie. If they get you and a bunch of other people to sign up, their influence grows massively. In fact, it exponentiates. It's like a mushroom crowd, a cloud. It just doesn't double. No. It, it exponentiates. It grows even bigger and bigger. For every person they get, they get more and more influence and mm-hmm. they get more people. So they need your help. Sign up for that account today. It is incremental. 
Every person matters. So please sign up today at PatriotMobile.com and do some good. You know what's at stake. We just heard from Dr. Shiva and Brian Kemp. Yeah. We understand this. We made it out. It's not easy. We navigate these waters every day of all of the crazy that's out there, from the Alyssa Milanos to that David Hogg kid. Yep. This is the battle we face. We may have been doing it somewhat wrong. Yes. We got involved. But we learned. Right. We ratcheted it up, and that was great. All they did was ratchet it up even Even more. more. No. (laughs) We've got to work smart, and you work smart with the money, the do-re-me cash into these campaigns and organizations. And I'm not even asking you for any additional money. You may actually save money. You may actually spend less money this month when you sign up for a Patriot Mobile account at patriotmobile.com slash doc and do a lot of good with the money. Yeah. Doc, they're going to give you 1500 bucks for your accounts to pay any debt that you owe to your old Yeah, mobile. so AT&T, Verizon, whatever. They're going to pay it off. They're dinging you for you know $800, $1,000, Here you go. And they'll give you the Motorola E4 and E4 Plus. Look at that beautiful phone. That's the Motorola E4. That's pretty nice. I was thinking of like a brick. This is not a brick. This is a beautiful phone. So come on, man. And it's only $4 a month for that phone. Oh, by the way, uh, even the activation fee of like 30 bucks, they'll waive it. Goodbye. All you have to do is use promo code DOC. That's it. PatriotMobile.com slash DOC, promo code DOC, and you're going to get that done today. Sign up, please. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. Collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I'm gonna go and say yeah, that counts. I think so. American Defender asking the question on Twitter: Does getting shot by a jealous husband count? Of course, um, I didn't know she was married. Oh, I'd say yeah. Oh, sweetheart. I mean, I'm assuming she was hot. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, yes. I can't ask you the question because we're live here, but yeah. um, we're live here on. July 24th, 2018 at 621 Central Time and 40, 41, 42. Okay. Okay. Now we're live. That's our timestamp, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that counts. I'm going to go ahead and at least the uh, similar enough circumstances. You were going for a goal. She was hot and uh, actually shot. Maybe that takes it to another level. I was just talking, having the gun pointed at you. You know, <laughs> Kool-Aid with a C. I, for one, have had guns pointed at me by fathers. There it is. And I have passed that rite of passage onto a couple of Romeos. Oh, good. You're <laughs> so right. That is was, a rite of that passage. That is a rite of passage, yes. <laughs> I told you my buddy Tony Havana what he always did. No. He's a, he was a bow hunter. Okay. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yep. finisher. Yep. And the kids would come over and he'd have a deer hanging in the garage. <laughs> With the skinning garage it. door open, skinning it. <laughs> so he's covered in blood. You know, he's got carcass laying there. And as the kid would, he would always go, he'd always go, Doc, listen. These kids, they come over the house for the daughter, for my, to see one of my daughters. And they pull up in their ratty ass car and oil leaking all over the driveway. <laughs> and he's like this. And he goes, and the kid comes up. He goes, and I just turn out there and I go, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good thing. It is. That it is, is. I mean, I can remember being a youth 
and what it was mm. like. This stuff keeps you honest, right? You, Doc Thompson, was I very was a youth at one point. He was very bad. I pushed the envelope a lot as a youth. I don't think I you get pushed it. it. I, there was no envelope. There was a, there was no envelope. I kind of shredded the envelope. Yes. I pushed it and then I shredded yes. it and then and I stomped You never on saw it. the envelope again. No, the envelope was gone. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed that envelope. So yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing. It's not just that. Hey, I think this guy may kill me. Mm. Okay, maybe that helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just the seriousness. It's the seriousness, and the father's not like, hey, welcome in there, sonny boy. No, it's, this guy's a hard ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It keeps you honest. Keep you, and by the way, you tell me that your daughter is not going to like that. Look, my dad really appreciates me. He wants me with a real man. Right. They may say, dad, stop, or whatever. But deep inside, you know, they're like, thank you, dad. Right. And in the future, they're if you marry on. that person... They're going to be like, Dad, thank you. Yes. And they will want that person that they married to do the same thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> and let's face it, it's like joining a club. It is. It's a little bit of hazing, right? It is. You're, it's a good hazing. It, exactly. This is the, hey, I had to go through this crap. Now it's my turn. Yes. What do you want? <laughs> you got a knife in your hand. Now I want a daughter. Crap. And you point the knife <laughs> and you look down your glasses and you're like, 1030. Not a minute after. Yeah, you always go a little bit higher, and then like ten, maybe <laughs> ten thirty. Get my eyes on you. <laughs> what, what was the uh, uh, meet the parents? Right? Oh yeah, listen, Fokker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. All three movies That's are good. The best though, the way you yeah. refer to them like that. Okay, listen, <laughs> it's such a good one. Um, blah blah blah. Love the blah blah blah. Creed Mobile sounds like a scam devised by Creed Breton from The Office. <laughs> He's so right. He's so right. Creed Mobile. And by the way, I love the GIF because he's like, I'm toast. If my parents see this, yeah, so what's his name? Creed, Creed Breton is that yeah, his name? That's I like the one he goes to the office. He goes, Let me tell you about the last person. You know what happened? The last person who messed with Creed Breton. Do you remember what happened there? I remember what I became Creed Bratton. <laughs> what is that what it was? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Oh, wait, wait uh, when it's Halloween and he's all covered in blood. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, today's Halloween? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> all right, so what is the future of business in this stuff? I mean, I don't know, Doc. Automation? Yeah, that's part of it. And I keep hearing these knuckleheads, uh, you know, these socialists out there saying, you don't understand, it's different now. She, she uh, that Ocasio-Cortez chick, she's right. It's different now. Automation is coming in a much different way. Mm-hmm. AI. But there's always been some of this. And either you believe in the free market, either you believe in capitalism, or you do not. If you believe in capitalism and have believed in it all these years, when different types of automation systems have come about, what would change you? Well, this is so much bigger. Okay, you're right. But aren't those principles still there? Wouldn't people still squirrel out? There'll be different ways we make money. We will approach things, our job different. I think part of it, as I've said for years now, we will be farmers again. We will not need to earn the same amount of money because we will grow some of our own food. So you're like, hey... I'm going to have lesser income. There's got to be opportunities for me to grow my own food. Whatever it is, these things will pop up. But I do know that socialism is not the answer. 
I do know that because socialism has never worked and it will not work again. The ability for humans to do wrong and corruption and the idea from these little socialists that, well, some people are a little more equal and somebody's got to move into the farmer's house temporarily. We know what begets, what that begets. It begets dictatorships, totalitarians. That's what it gets. And I know that um, minimum wage is part of the problem in this. Okay. That we have propped up this idea of minimum wage okay, that good. if it did not exist and we had instead promoted, hey, you want to make more money? Instead of having the government mandate that you're going to make more money, how about you acquire some additional skills or talents or education where people would be willing to pay you more money? Do you realize that flaw with um, minimum wage? Yeah. You're saying, I don't need to bring any more worth to the table. Except for this. But you need to pay me more. What a breakdown. Over the weekend, I was a little farmer's market in our town. Oh, I love farmer market. Went to a little farmer's market, which I love because they're capitalism, you know. But I'm there and a the guy's like, hey, sign the petition. You want to sign a petition? Sign a petition. No. And uh, nope. most people would just say no if they didn't have the time. Yes. but that And I of- normally don't. And I didn't have the time because I just don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. But I had to ask the question. And my wife, as soon as, she, as soon as he said, you want to sign this petition? She didn't stop walking, but her <laughs> eyes just snapped up to me. <laughs> What's going to happen here? And she looked at me and I was like, petition for what? <laughs> petition to raise the minimum wage in Arkansas. Uh, and I was like, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> no. Thank you. Thank you. And oh, he no, goes, hey, this is just to get it on the ballot. It, you, so you can sign, just get on the ballot. And I go, I don't want it on the ballot. <laughs> You think I support minimum wage? And the guy, he was instantly pissed. Triggered? Oh, triggered in a big way. Because I didn't just say no. I started challenging him on minimum wage. And they don't like that. Had he not walked away in a huff, it was on. This would have been a public square soapbox moment for Doc Thompson preaching the evils of minimum wage. Where's Yuna in all this? She kept walking. She's getting checking the cantaloupes. Well, she's on local TV there. Oh, I always forget that. You're so right. she kept yes, walking. She has to walk. No, and then right. I was like, I just waited. I, I like stopped and I was like, oh, please debate me on this. And I would have said, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> can I have your attention? This guy wants you to sign the minimum wage petition. Let me tell you why it's wrong and why you should be supporting capitalism. You see all these people selling zucchinis? They couldn't do The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson <laughs> on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson, and you're listening to The Morning Blaze. And if you like what you're hearing on this show, then you probably will like Pat Gray Unleashed. Available now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I've got a picture that illustrates minimum wage that I'm going to tweet out in just a moment here. Oh, please do, because you Am just... Am I right about that? Mind blown. Literally mind blown. Is... <laughs> how would I write this tweet? Help me write this. This is um, uh, a visual representation of minimum of, wage. Is that yeah, good? Yeah, and a hashtag 5 for 15, because that's what they use. Yes. Yeah, explain uh, what that is about. Yeah, so 5 for 15 has this awesome campaign, Doctor. I'm going to tell you about, where you get a sign, and in that sign, they ask you two questions. 
and they're in Spanish. So you know they're targeting already. What does it say? It says, yo trabajo en, it says, I work in, y estoy luchando por, and I'm fighting for. Fight for 15? No. So you put who you're fighting for. So for example, I work in media and I'm fighting for my family to support them. That's the format that they're going for. And I don't understand. You don't give understand? Me that, give me again. Okay, the so, is what now? So it goes, I work in, so I work in media, right? right? I'm using it for myself. Right. And I'm fighting for my family to keep them afloat. Yeah, but that's all crap. That's the reason I'm confused. I'm like, yeah, that's not really true though. No, I know it's oh, not oh, true. Okay, no, okay. no, I, I know. It makes no okay. sense. Yes, it makes no sense. So uh, I think it was Move On tweeted that picture with Miguel Calatos because uh, he's a worker. And he says, I deserve $15 and union rights. Yeah, um, there's so many <laughs> failures in that alone. Um, I'm doing the job of three people. You know, if you can do that job, that means it's only one job. If you can do all three of those, that means it's only one job. And this is why I hate companies that have, oh, different people. But I'm like, you know, you standing there could do that job and that job and that job. Hey, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, this is this was 101. I got this before I even started yes. working for other people. I got this from Ma and Paul. Me too. Ma and Paul Thompson out there on Saturday mornings when we're cleaning out uh, barns and garages and whatever else. And it's like, you didn't stop. No. It's like, hey, you're doing, hey, what are you doing? Get back to work. Yep. I mean, they were, they were used to this. This is the environment. So by the time I got to work and was uh, sweeping parking lots for people and working in restaurants or whatever, you didn't stop. You didn't, okay, okay, I finished that project. Well, I'll stand here. No, get back to work. I look at stores and businesses all over, people standing around. I get aggravated. What are you doing? That is time stealing. You're stealing from the company. They're paying you to do a job. They're not paying you to stand there. Now, I'm not a slave driver. I was a boss there. You finish up a job and you walk over and, you know, you know, Goofle. blow your nose yeah. or you mess somebody a second hey, or two. Okay, that's cool. You, that. That's fine. Yeah. But if you're standing there more than a couple of minutes, pick up a broom, start wiping something down in restaurant kitchens. And I don't know how it is now, but it used to be. When there's a lull in the action, you start cleaning something. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is how it is. So I'm doing the I'm doing the job of three people, cashier, baker, and running the store. Um so Good. you're able to do them all within that amount of time? <laughs> then that's called one job. Yes. You don't understand how many hours I work. Uh, uh, Does not know. You're getting paid each hour, yes, aren't you? you are. Okay. It's done. That's a lot of responsibility for just minimum wage. Uh, um, responsibility what? for minimum wage. When was that put up on the minimum wage? So you think that salary is always a reflection of responsibility? Mm. Huh. I can dispel that. Um, one word. Okay. Military. Oh, hello. <laughs> Guess what? A lot of people in the military make less than I do. Yes, they do, Doc Thompson. I could attest to that. Their responsibility? A lot more than little, what you have. Well, let's say a little bit more. Uh, a lot it's more. It's close. Uh, it's really close. No, I mean, I'm saving lives here. No, you're not. I mean, you know, it's life and death not every even day close, in baby. here. Not even close. I never know when I may stand up from this cushy chair uh-huh. and step on an IED. Uh, you know. It could happen. Whoa, it's coming down, right? I mean, terrorist <laughs> oh, attacks no. every day. Yeah, oh. guess what? A whole lot more responsibility yeah. for a lot less money. Yeah, and those are 18-year-olds that are guarding bases, 18-year-olds guarding 
billions of dollars of aircraft and military base. So then, according to this little little dude here, yeah, Miguel, Miguel. Um, so it's based on responsibility. Okay. So where would his cashier, baker, and running the store compare with a member of the military? What mm. does he think they should get paid? Right. Well, they, they don't believe in military, so. Well, and there's it. <laughs> so those two things are wrong. Then I deserve $15 and, mm. all capitalized, union rights. Do you see the problem with that statement? I deserve, I deserve. 15. What's that? What's that? I deserve. Deserve. That's I feel. A, I need. Yeah. Me. I want. Deserve. Deserve is a difficult word yes. in this application. Yes. See, none of us deserve anything. No. And if you believe you deserve more, whether it's $15 union rights to be accepted by your family, even though you're gay, uh, wedding cake made for you, if you deserve any of those things, you have to put that in comparison with people, most of the people right now in like North Korea. Hmm. Do they deserve to no, be raped and tortured, oppressed? Iran? Nope. No, they don't. So what are you doing mm. to help them? You're bitching about not making enough money. Their life is far worse than yours. You deserve $15. Remember, we just compared you to the military. Military. You deserve. You already live better. Yes. Than most people that have ever walked the face of the earth. Thank you. That's not hyperbole. No. That is the truth. You making $8, whatever it is, 10 You're an hour. More. You live better. Than most people that have ever lived in the history of mankind. I think that's the problem with today's world. But you deserve. No, they forget that. So you deserve more. Okay, fine. Is that my responsibility? Hmm. No. Mm -mm. That's not mine. It's not the government's. It's yours and your creator. That's it. (laughs) If you deserve more, take it up with God. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell him you deserve uh, more. Oof. Deserve. You, God, I deserve. Not I want more. No, I deserve. I'm trying to help. I'm trying, I deserve more. How much more selfish can you be by saying that? And, you fl- get- and with that one statement, Chris, it shows the failure yes. of their fight for 15. We're doing it for equality and let people and help people and better lives. And No. You're doing it for good old-fashioned selfishness. And by the way, you haven't gotten to the best part of this whole tweet. The caption on the tweet is worse than uh, what I thought. It's a, you have it on green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, they, they, so he put this. This was a, a meme. All that yes. stuff was on a meme. Yes. And then they wrote along with it in the tweet, low wages are violence. Low wages are violence. Knowingly letting people suffer is violence. It must end. Are you kidding me right now? Knowingly letting people suffer is violence. So you're telling me, Miguel, that knowingly letting the people of North Korea suffer. Oh, yes, it is violence. uh, Is violence against them. Yes. I mean, it's violence based from Kim (laughs) Jong-un. Kim Jong-un, yes. But you're being violent by letting them suffer? No. Pick up a gun, Miguel. Yeah. Pick up a gun. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? You ready to serve? You ready to go get them? Then shut your spoiled brat snowflake mouth. If you want more money, then then bring something to the table. The truth is, if you had more skills, more education, more talent, more ability, 
more intelligence, whatever it was, some marketable skill, you wouldn't have to be bitching and whining to get $15 an hour because somebody would approach you and say, I'm going to pay you more money because you've got something my company needs. That's just the truth. Instead, you want to force people to pay you something you are not worth. These things are based on worth or perceived worth from a company. Sometimes they get it wrong. They hire a Chris Cruz and say, wow, he really brings nothing else to the table. Maybe they've just overlooked his talents. So it's perceived (laughs) worth. Yeah. Instead, you just want to complain. That's pretty violent. That is. I mean, by your own standard, isn't that violent? Yes, by your own standard. Low wages are violence. Apparently, you've never had anybody be violent to you. No. You've never seen violence. No. Doesn't this fall right in line with them not uh, not being appreciative of what they have? Mm-hmm. You are too far removed from too, true violence, from true oppression. That's really what the problem is. Those that are forgetting history are doomed to uh, repeat, repeat it. Repeat it. When I was born, it was 20-odd years okay. after... The end of World War II. Okay. I mean, completely out of my life. Out of, yep. My parents remember World War II. My mom barely remembers the end of it. My dad remembered it pretty well because he he was nine years older than my mom. Mm -hmm. But I at least got the benefit of them having lived through this. That, hey, at any moment, this crap could end. Yeah. This is going down. We were that close to losing many times. So you understand, you understand what true oppression looks like. You understand what true Nazism is. You understand what totalitarians do. And then I grew up in the Cold War. Mm. I understand what, what the Soviet Union was mm. about. I understand what dictators were about. And I had a pretty good teacher beyond my parents, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Right. These, these were the people that were um, in the media. These were the people that were influencers. Aside from my parents, then people like Reagan, people who told these stories. And even Hollywood told those stories. Yeah. Because the liberals at the time were not the same level of progressivism. That's right now. Now, it's completely different. Yep. We are so far removed that Miguel doesn't understand what it's really like. <laughs> but I wish he did. Unbelievable. <clears throat> All right, we got a bunch. Oh, we got a bunch of calls. Here. I know. You, you, All right, eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, uh, let's get to uh, Michigan. Let's go to line ten. CJ, welcome aboard. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for calling. I've got uh, just two quick points. Number one, when they figure your wage, they're not figuring it based on what you're worth. They're figuring it based on what your job is worth. <laughs> so there are people that are paid more than what they're worth, and people that are paid less than what they're worth because it's what the job's worth. That's a good point. Uh, this, this, the second point was my dad owned his own business, and, and I remember coming home from work one day, and I was complaining to my dad about how they just hired a new guy, and he was making more money than I was making, and I didn't think that was right. My dad said to me, did you agree to work for that way when you took the job? I said, yeah. He said, shut up and do the job. <laughs> That's a good dad right wow, there. Wow, your father's so violent. CJ, he was well, violent. He's a business owner. Exactly. That's that's also called reality too, CJ. There's not yeah. unlimited funds. Right. That's a great point. CJ, excellent story. Thank you so much. 
There's another problem with it. Businesses do not have unlimited funds. As much as they say, well, if we redistributed that 1%, there'd be mm-hmm. enough. There would not be for what they're looking for. The numbers do not add up. They have also not been taught basic math. Let's go back to the phone lines, line 33 in Illinois. We got Harv. How are you? Good morning, gents. How you doing? Um, I thought it was a good point. Um, I live in the socialist state of Illinois, and I wanted mm. to make that point, essentially... It, it, you organized labor is socialism, effectively. If you notice, on any given job site where there's organized labor, there's always one gentleman who outperforms the people next to him. They all make the same wage. It, and, it, and it has absolutely, there's no performance standard. Basically, if you have a warm body and you show up for work, then, then it doesn't matter whether you perform to a standard or not, you're all going to get the same pay. Um that's pretty much what, what what put us in a pension crisis and what puts us in a crisis here in Illinois is because everyone is organized labor, and that's what that uh, recent uh, Supreme Court decision was about. Some people were protesting the fact that they even had to contribute to those unions just to maintain their employment. Harv, that is a great point. And, you know, for me, a little bit about of, of that was about um, confidence and self-esteem, where I didn't need somebody, nor do I want somebody on my behalf going, hey, you need to pay him a couple of dollars more. I'm happy to work for it and to grow because I also don't want somebody limiting me. You know, that's what unions do. Okay, everyone's going to make this amount. Yeah, but what if I perform better and make more money for the company and I'm more valuable? Yeah, you're only making this amount. Screw that. I'm going for the gold. I'm going to bring in the bacon. That's exactly what put Studebaker Corporation out of business. In fact, back in the day, that Studebaker was an innovator. They were a great company, but what kept them out of business was the fact that the labor unions saw they were making decent profits and was competing with the other three. And the labor unions came in and just actually, they were already there, but they just came in, kept coming in the door, demanding more and more finance to the employee until they just couldn't afford to keep the doors open. That's a great point. Thanks, Harv. Appreciate the call. 888 We'll get some more calls coming up. All right, I tweeted out the picture, the visual representation of minimum wage. So good, Doc. It is an extension cord being plugged into itself. <laughs> it's a power strip, and it's plugged into itself. Yep. Think about that a moment. The argument for minimum wage is people need more money, yes. so we the company will just pay more money. Again, Companies do not have a money tree, a, go- a goose that's laying golden eggs. No, they don't. They're not creating an additional amount of money. They're not printing. Just because they have a business. they're paying more. Yeah. Right. They don't print money. No. So where does that money come from? Are they willing to do it less? No. A lot of business owners are not getting rich. They're not stockpiling billions of dollars. In, the, in, in these little socialist minds, they believe that every business owner, even if you just own a business you know, selling sausage or something, and you got one employee that you're Jeff Bezos. Yeah. That you got $150 billion in your stockpiling, mm-hmm. and you refuse to pay that person more money. No. Business owners often, if they're doing well, make a nice, comfortable living. Maybe you make six figures. Maybe you make it a couple of times over. Maybe having done that business for 20, 30 years, operated that's sacrificing on the front end, you know, the first couple of years not taking a paycheck or very little amount, that now you've got a nice little nest egg. Okay, good. <clears throat> In today's world, you could sit on a couple million dollars. That is not rich. Your net worth could be that, and it could fall apart like that with an illness or a, um, a claim against your business or something, a lawsuit, could end like that. 
So that's not a bunch of money. But in their mind, you have unlimited funds. You're Jeff Bezos. That is not the case. So business owners cannot and or will not offer any additional uh, sacrifice themselves because they have sacrificed already. So where does the money come from? Mm. Either other people are going to lose their jobs and you're going to do more work and or they're going to raise their prices. It's called the cost of doing business. Mm. So when they raise their prices, a government mandated minimum wage across the board, everybody has to pay more now. Okay. What does that do? All of those businesses raise their prices and lay people off. No. So when they raise their prices, all of those people that just got minimum wage increases, hooray, I'm making more money. And I take that little paycheck to the store. Oh, wait it a doesn't buy any additional things. No, the milk just went the up. The milk two price cents. of milk went up because they had to pay their workers more, and my rent just went up. Everything went up. You don't have a net gain in quality of life because everything just went up. Now there may be a delay in the ripple. You may get it for a month or two, but eventually, in short order, and then of course, inflation. What happens? Everything goes up, and then you, I need more money, it and everything goes stops. up. It will never end. It is the power cord plugged into itself. Mm. It's not actually doing anything. If you want people to have more, if that really is your goal and you're being altruistic, it's not just about you having more and trying to take from somebody else through the power of government and taxation and forced minimum wage. If you really want people to have more, then teach, educate them. Not just educate them so they can take that to get a better job. Educate them about life and how this stuff works and economics. Then teach them to be self-sufficient and confident. Stop trying to force people to give you something. And maybe go out and earn something. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. collision of common sense and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson tweets coming in the pickled squirrel saying at real chris cruz and at doc thompson show doc and chris do diamond and silk that's some good radio Mm -hmm. mandatory minimum wage is state-sponsored unionization Mm -hmm. unions are the equivalent of socialism for business you know it says political (laughs) politics <laughs> you know it. Mm-hmm. You That's know right. It. Mm-hmm. That's right. Forced unionization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Constitutional drunk tweeting out what I learned today. Harambe got paid in bananas for babysitting, <laughs> and look at what happened to him. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, sweet prince. Rest in peace, sweet. So <laughs> Just because people were so triggered about him. Uh, okay. uh, Stinky Biscuit tweeting out I'll bet CJ's dad clean out his gun A lot whenever his daughter's date Showed up You know what speaking of guns let's go to Pennsylvania now Line 19 Scott thanks for holding How are you buddy Hey, hey guys how you doing I want to tell you a story about when my daughter was First starting to date And uh, she was You know about 14 years old And uh, she bought this boy into the house. I'm sitting at the desk doing the bills, and she says, Dad, I'm wanting to meet Brian. 
<laughs> and pulled a shotgun shell out of the desk drawer, just sat it on top of the desk, and she said, Dad, don't start. <laughs> and so I said, turn around. I said, nice to meet you, Matt. And he looked at me, and then he walked away. And it lasted for about two months. You know, I kept calling him Matt, and he finally came up to me one day and said, why do you call me Matt when my name is Brian? I said, you mess with my daughter, you'll be flat and laying by the door. <laughs> <laughs> and he walked away. And my daughter said, Dad, that ain't right. I said, well, I could have called him Bob and threw him in the river. <laughs> and hung him on the wall. I said, what do you want? You know? <laughs> oh, Scott, that's awesome, buddy. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Well, you know, think, okay, think about the uh, life lesson there. Yeah. He's like, it got the best of him. Why do you call me Matt? Yeah. So let's say he really just thought his name was Matt. Yeah. Wasn't screwing them, whatever. Right? That takes, listen, son, step up, look me in the eye, ask me the question, yes. shake my hand, and be a man. Yes. It's funny you said, because P.A. Jackal is saying, uh, Doc, when I was 17, I picked up my girlfriend up to go on a date. Her dad was sitting on the porch cleaning his gun, didn't say a word the whole time. <laughs> we go to leave. He tosses a bullet at me and said, it moves a lot faster. After 11, we're happily married now. <laughs> after 11 p.m. Wow, that's good. That is savage right there. Good times. That is, that is memories right there. You just created memories with your future that's right. son-in-law. Uh, why are you dropping me off at 10.15? I oh. just want to make sure. I don't want to see that bullet. In case the clock is a little <laughs> off on the stove at your house, I want to make sure. Hey, if you want to practice your uh, your shooting and you oh. don't want to go to the, the the range, you don't have time, and you really want to know where that bullet goes while it's going much faster, dry firing is not your answer. Yeah. Get the iTarget Pro system. Nope. It works great. iTargetPro.com is a system it works with a proprietary app on your phone. You download it, you put it on there, and then a little laser round that goes in the bol- in, in the chamber. It just puts out a little laser pulse every time you dry fire. And the app on the phone registers where it hit on the target. So you could just fire 30 times. Boom, 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 boom. You check it. You're like, okay, I'm off to the left a little bit. Let me adjust. Fire a bunch more. And you will have this forever. Yeah. That's the other thing. <clears throat> Since it's laser, you don't have to buy the paper targets. No, no. And it shoots the app. Right. You could you could just say uh, the target is always going to be that Hummel yeah. that my wife collects on the mantle because I hate that thing so much. <laughs> right? There's the target. Nope. You're off to the left. Yep. So Hit you don't it. waste the bullets when you finally go live and shoot up that Hummel yep. collection. <laughs> iTargetPro.com. Don't forget to use the promo code DOC to get 10% off. iTargetPro.com. They're waiting for you. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. and Bob tweeting the dads I dealt with were far more devious and evil many of them told their daughters I really like this guy I approve 
Oh, that's going to be trouble. <laughs> You're done. That's that's. Wow, funny. he's a good guy. Wow, that is uh, devious. You will be kicked to the curb in seconds. The C42 saying the place is one of the most violent places on earth. Hashtag what I learned today. Yeah, I'll give you that. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Love the blah, blah, blah. Five for 15 has nothing to do with fighting for your daughter's quinceañera. <laughs> what is that? What is quinceañera? It's sweet 15 or 16, whatever you guys call oh, it. Oh, yeah. The sweet 16, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. By you knowing quinceañera and you spelled it correctly, it I'm awesome. going to give you so much problem. He began the little squiggly on the end. What's that called? Enye. Uh, Okay, you actually knew. I was like, okay, good. Okay. That's all right. Good for you. Hey, so Jeffy was a little triggered by my... Uh, he was. In shape. And I told him, I was like, you knew, no, like, what is the sponsor for multiple shows in this oh, network? what is that? You know, we have something that'll help out. Uh, read your zone. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess right. you're right. And by the way, he mocks me all the time. Up so, on what? So as soon as I'll come in, you're going to say, it's been... So hot in Dallas. It's like a meteor hit the city. Yes. I mean, it's it's midnight, and it's like still 102. It's horrible. Milo explained to me the best way. He said, Dad, it feels like when you open the oven to check the meat, that's how it feels when I go outside. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You're right. You're absolutely right. It feels the same temperature when you open the, 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 the oven. So I, I come in from running, and I drag my ass out there, and I'm... I come in just sweating. I'm out there. I run a mile, mm-hmm. and this every part of my body is sweating. Like wow. it does not matter. Every my elbow sweating. Ew. It doesn't matter. Everything is Your covered ear? in sweat, huh? Your ear. Everything. Ooh. That's how hot it is. So I come in from running, and I'm like dragging myself back in like this. <gasps> mm-hmm. <gasps> face all red, whatever. And I Jeffy's know you like, "It's all red." Jeffy, Jeffy looks at me and he goes, "Oh, I was gonna join you." <laughs> You ran already. You were supposed to call me. Oh, <laughs> darn. I'm not going to make it out with you. That's the best joke ever. <laughs> Almost every day. And I'm like, it's okay. I'll go out and hit a couple more if you want. No, uh, it's just too. You ruined it today. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to join you. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to join you. You want me to call you tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just missed you. So he has little jokey jokes in there or whatever. <laughs> That's fine. I love it. So I love it. Eat less, lose a little, uh, and uh, uh, move a little bit more. Those are your keys to weight loss. And unfortunately, you cannot exercise yourself to weight loss. I mean, you just if you keep consuming what you're consuming, you're not going to get there. You'll you never can, get there. Now you can help it, but you're never going to get there. It's, it's you have to change something. I know. I mean, I consume a lot of calories if I'm not watching. I you love do. to eat. So the average, they tell you, uh, adult males, about 2,500. Mm-hmm. It varies a little bit, but okay. I could consume 6,000 calories a meal and be fine. Oh, me too. These, I could eat 10,000 calories a day, unfazed. Yeah. So, okay, great. You just ran four miles. You burned 700, 800 calories. It's great. So what about the other 5,000? You have to burn those. So you're going to have to do something. Try Riduzone. Jeffy, I can't believe he hasn't done this yet. No, Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U Zone. R-I-D-U Zone. It's a great product. It mm. works. Brand new tech. It's only been on the market about a year or so. It was developed by um, the group of researchers in California that said, we can do something with this molecule, this OEA, and put it in concentrated amounts because we think it will promote weight loss. And it absolutely did when they tested. It went through all the clinical trials, everything else, and it works. When you use this Riduzone, 
It makes you feel full. It gives you that full feeling so you're just not hungry. You're not going to eat as much. But the added bonus, you're burning more calories, mm. so you don't have to run in the 104-degree heat nope. if you don't want to. Nope. And it's not I'm, a magic pill. It's, it's not, not a magic pill. Which is the reason why I also run, because there's also toning involved, yes, too. Yes, yes. And that, that really helps. So try Riduzone today, R-I-D-U-Zone.com. You got more tweets coming in. Uh, you got uh, Speaking Duck saying, Psst. Flexshopper.com is renting. I don't get that one. Is renting what? No, I said Flexshop.com is renting. I don't get that one. I don't know. Maybe they're just promoting something. I guess they are. Maybe he has a stake in it. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, I love Doc's tiny sack saying, as you know, Doc Thompson and Chris Cruz do look spot on like Diamond and Silk. They photoshopped our heads on <laughs> Diamond did. and Silk. <laughs> so are they white face and brown face right now? I was going to say, yeah, they picked a, one of the whitest pictures. They did. <laughs> you know there's more pictures. Of the, mm-hmm. And you look fat on that one. By comparison. Yeah, by comparison, you do. Yeah, I look real fat. All right, it's time we move on because we have to spend a moment talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's calling on progressive artists to occupy every U.S. airport, every ICE office, and all U.S. borders. Oh, wow. Every progressive, occupy them. Wow. She claimed that the moral character of the U.S. is at uh, question thanks to President Trump's zero-tolerance policy on illegals. Duh. And wasn't that yes. pretty much already taken care of? Yes, it was. Thank you for being topical and uh, spot on. <laughs> Very timely, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She said uh, the only correct response is to occupy every airport, ICE office, and all U.S. borders until each child is reunited with their parents. So it was done. President signed a, a piece of paper. Well, not all of them have been reunited, so I see her point there, but she's not interested in reuniting um, all of the people in prison, mm. right? People's Hello. parents who are locked up or any of that. <clears throat> or the tens of thousands that have come here prior to President mm. Trump being president. Not mm. interested in any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. You know, she's kind of missing no, that. She is. They just love themselves. Some Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. They love her. They I cannot get, get enough of her. I don't get it. Why? Um, Because she's saying the things that others are afraid to say. Yeah, but what does that get you, Doc? That Maybe what? 15 minutes of spotlight? Then you're just going to get old. Here's what's going to happen with it. Unless they have a full movement, and they are pushing this. She's still fighting against the D.C. machine. Okay. As much as I want to see the D.C. machine fall, she's fighting against the liberal D.C. Yeah. machine. Yeah. Yeah. Which means you think they are going to go quietly into that good night? They will. They will no, bend. Not. They Listen, they're progressive, too. Yeah. But they're also selfish. Mm-hmm. They're also focused on themselves. They're the ones who want to move into the farmer's house. Even with these altruistic socialists, they all still want to be one of the few. Remember, capitalism and democracy and our representative republic have provided a system, and this is what you have to remember, of, of many more classes of people. Is there still an upper and lower economic class? Sure. Upper and lower education, sure. Those things still exist. But there are many, many subtle classes between them. With any other form of government, with any other form of um, economic system, there are two classes. That's it. There are some that live in the ultra lap of luxury and can do whatever they want above the law. 
That would be Kim Jong-un. His father had lobsters flown in every day for his meals. Steaks. Meanwhile, his people literally starved by the millions. They starved to death. They didn't even have wood, twigs on the ground to start fires to cook if they had food because they had stripped the forest floor bare. That's how poor they were. There were still rich people. There was still wealth inequality. It just wasn't as many people that had the wealth. That's it. So while they tell you over and over, look, there are just a few people, a handful of people at the top who have all the money and the rest of us don't. All the rest of us that don't have that money are not all just in one uber poor class that are literally starving. There are many, many subtle levels. There are many classifications of rich people, even by rich people's standards. Not just my standards. I mean, everybody that has two more bucks in you is rich, right? But even by the rich people's standards. I mean, Jeff Bezos is not going to look at somebody that has $200 million and go, that guy's starving. He knows the guy's rich. Mm. You have $200 million in the bank. You're rich. Okay, gotcha. But he's not as rich as the $150 billion Jeff Bezos. So all these other systems, including socialism, all they do is create these other classes. The, the concept of all of us just taking our, the same amount, working the exact same amount, having the exact same amount, cannot, has never, and will never exist. Period. Somebody else always has to be the government to run things, and they always end up with a little something special just because, and they know the people and people... And there it is, creating two classes. Everybody suffers except those couple of people at the top. Capitalism and our representative republic, freedom, is about all of us being at many different levels, but everybody having the opportunity. At any moment, your fortune could change. You work hard enough, you get lucky, maybe it is lucky. But you're not stuck in that one lower level class. That's the whole ball of wax. That's what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doesn't understand. And I'm going to take it that she is just so powerfully ignorant. Like Reagan says, it's not that they're ignorant. They just know so many things that aren't true. Yes. Right? She just doesn't know. No, she does not. Others know. So why would they push this? Why would the Bernie Sanders push something like this? He knows the truth. He knows history. Because Bernie's one of the ones that has. He's the government. You think if tomorrow Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders got their way and we scrapped our entire system, just take that constitution, tear it up, and we say we're going full socialist, and we put in a new system, Are, is Bernie and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez going to just walk away? Are they? Are they going to say, hey, we great, did it. we did it, good to go? No, they're going to be the ones that say, we have to move in the farmer's house for a while. <laughs> but don't worry, it's just throughout this transitional process. It's never enough. Because they'll realize they don't want to join us. We don't have anything. They want to be one of the elite still. Mm-hmm. Because all of this, capitalism, socialism, all of it is based at least a little bit on I need to go and get. 
I need to do, me, my family. So what are you hiding behind the veil of altruism that you're out there trying to help others? You're not. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders are just interested in helping themselves. Even if it's helping themselves feel better because they did something to help the masses. Even if that something really didn't help. She was in Kansas uh, over the weekend with Bernie Sanders. She being Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was in uh, Kansas with Bernie stumping for a Democrat, James Thompson. Cousin Jim. Cousin Jim? Cousin Jim running. I was going to ask you, are you related? I don't think so. Okay. Running for office. He's uh, facing a real tough time against the Republican Ron Estes. Yeah, it's going to be rough for him. But they were out there stumping. Now, she is not a congresswoman. No, she's not. She got the nomination. She got the nomination. She likely will win in the general election this fall, but she is not. But that shows what a darling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez really is. Well, that's two you've missed now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, um, yeah, it shows what a darling she is. Yes. That she went to Kansas and said this stuff. Now... First of all, I got to talk about her little, um, uh, I think it was Facebook Live with Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah, the Periscope that she did on on his on his uh, Twitter account. Right. Yeah. So she uh, mentions that they're out there, they're going to win, and here's what her goals are. Ready? Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be hopping on here. Uh, Hold Senator- it. Hold on a second. <laughs> She's what, 24, 25, 26, somewhere in there. She's from this generation, from yes. uh, the social media generation. Yes. And yeah, she's 28. That's how you start a little Hello, everybody. Facebook Live or whatever, <laughs> and then you have to explain how it works. <laughs> Seriously? This is your presentation. Hello, everybody. Maybe because it was Bernie's audience, she felt she had to talk down to oh, him or something to talk okay. down. Yeah. And that's why she's yelling, too. <laughs> She is yelling. I think that's what it is. Does she, oh, you know what it was? She's she, like, I've been with Bernie all day. I'm yelling. Been, yes, that's she's what like, it was. Talk to his people. Can I hear you? Talk, speak. Can I hear you? Louder, louder. You don't understand. They're my peeps. They're my peers. Louder, louder. So anyways, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Here we go. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be hopping on here, uh, Senator Sanders' account. And we're here in Kansas City to rally for Brent Welder. We're going to flip this seat red in November. Uh, uh, you going to do what? Uh, let me hear it. Let me yeah, one more time. One Hello, more time. everybody. I'm louder, so excited to be hopping louder. on here, uh, Senator Sanders' account, and we're here in Kansas City to rally for Brent Welder. We're going to flip this seat red in November. Uh, I thought the seat was already red. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, he would be blue. Are you sure? Yes, yes, he Are would be blue. Are you sure? Yeah, yep, he's a, he's a Democrat. That'd be blue. So she... Uh, She's kind of screwed that up a little bit. Now, I will give her the benefit of the doubt and say she misspoke. We do it all the time. You say something you meant to say blue. You said red. Or Got did it. she? She's a double agent. She's a double agent of the Communist Party. Maybe she meant that red. That kind of red. It's possible she's just dumb. That could be as well. <laughs> Listen, am I-, I am not an expert in geopolitical colors. I am not the expert here. Am I, Sorry. Am I reading too much into this that she messed up into the uh, red and blue? Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> I will get say she likely just misspoke. Obama saying, uh, already been in 57 states, uh, two more. By the way. All said. Uh, it happens, It's but it's just funny because it they is. love her so much. And she's, 
aside from this, the stuff where she was serious about, you know, speechifying about her ideas, complete dolt. Yeah. This just is funny. Uh, Bernie Sanders deleted the tweet with her video. He did. He did. Yesterday, as I was doing some research uh, for Pat, she deleted the tweet. You are kidding me. I'm not kidding you. That little video tweet got deleted from his account. Wow. <laughs> so triggered by it. So is it going to change anything? And it's by the, not. It's already out there. And Bernie, do you think it's going away? No, it's not. <laughs> Just erase it. Erase it. No one will ever hear it. Can I get the flashy thingy? Get the flashy thingy like men in black. That's no, men in color. Men in color. I'd Afri- <laughs> Men, African-American men in men. No, that's still not... It's okay. Whatever they want to do is fine. Just get rid of it. The flashy thing, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't see Bernie going through all that. Exactly. You <laughs> through can that see whole that conversation. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. It reminds me of <laughs> the uncle from Seinfeld. <laughs> Hello, Jerry. She sounds a little like Joy Behar here, too. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Okay, let me get... Oh, there's much more Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, it's three. It's three, mister. In a moment, just get a quick break in. Good morning, Blaze. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Don't forget to sign up for that Patriot Mobile account today at patriotmobile.com slash doc. Great deals are waiting for you. What are you waiting for? First of all, $1,500 to get rid of your old account. Mm. Per account, they'll give you $1,500 to pay off Verizon or AT&T or whoever you're bailing on. Sometimes they're (laughs) going to charge you exit fees or you have some fees built up. Boom, $1,500. That's huge by itself. They're also going to give you a Motorola E4 or E4 Plus for just 4 bucks a month. And they'll wave goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. They'll wave away the activation fee if you use the promo code DOC, which mm-hmm. is usually, what, about 30 bucks? I think so, activation yeah. Fee. About $30. They'll wave that away. <laughs> so an amazing deal. And all you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash doc today and use the promo code DOC. We've told you about their history and how they're putting your money to good work and you don't have to do anything else, right? They're doing good with it you likely will have better coverage. They have amazing customer service. It's all at patriotmobile.com slash doc, promo code DOC. Blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez does not know her reds from blues. She doesn't know her reds from her blues. She doesn't. By the way, for those of you counting, yes, uh, blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah. I've gotten three uh, shout outs from Chris today. I think people are paying you. Chris is running some sort of scam. Okay, conservative chick saying Alexandria Cortez... The gift that keeps on giving. Well, and I've got more to give. She I was know you uh, do. also speechifying. Here we go. Here we go. And this is also a true story. When I was in the fifth grade, uh, our class, we had to do state projects. Wait, wait, wait. 
That you're on stage speechifying, and you begin with when I was in the fifth grade. Yeah, she's only 28, so that's what, like a oh, couple well, years there ago. There you go. Okay, she's like, <laughs> see, I mean, I can look back and go, listen, early in my career, which was 20 years 20 ago. 20 years ago, yes. Okay, 30 years ago, damn. Oof. 30 years ago. Oof. I can reference that. Her only reference is fifth grade or sixth grade or seventh grade. She's got a limited amount. When and I was audience, in kindergarten. Right, the audience's like, you go, girlfriend. Tell me about preschool. Tell me what you learned in preschool. Not the colors, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you didn't like colors. You might want to check that out. Okay, so start that over again. When I was in the fifth grade. Okay, here we go. And this is also a true story. When I was in the fifth grade, uh, our class, we had to do state projects. And Miss Whipple assigned me the state of Kansas. <laughs> a shout out about fifth grade and she was tough you know new yorkers have a reputation but miss whipple was tough and it was you know I, I was nervous about doing this uh this project and i was thinking and i had to do all of this research and after reading a lot about wheat as a 10 year old um i learned a little bit more about the history and the character of this state ah I learned that Kansas was founded in a struggle over the conscience of this nation. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, she's telling these people what she learned in fifth grade. <laughs> this woman running for telling what she learned. Okay. If she had also had you know other experiences, she tell you things she's learned yeah. at other times. Yeah. Oh, okay, but no, this is all she's learned. Mm-hmm. That's it. This is what I learned in fifth grade. But she's telling them what she learned about them. Mm. Don't they already know that yes, if they they're do. Kansans? Because they're from Kansas. Kansas, right. Let me tell you about you. And how you. That I learned in fifth grade. Okay, a little more. I learned that Kansas was founded in a struggle over the conscience of this nation. Gotcha. Good. Conscience of the nation. Fifth grade. It was when we were deciding who we wanted to be as a country. It was when we were deciding who we wanted to be with the Kansas-Nebraska Act, the the people who penned and were leading this nation said, you Uh decide to the people. You decide. Are we going to be a slave state or are we going to be a free state? Free state, Kansas-Nebraska Act, 1854. She gave us a shout out. that the people of Kansas decided that we were going to be a free nation. And that that is who they wanted to be. Uh That Kansans decided that fate for themselves. And that is the crucible and the soul of this state. Don't let anyone forget it. Crucible, so... Because you are carrying the candle of hope for this country. You are You are too, yeah. Because back then, back then, the people of Kansas were the tipping point for the future of this nation, and today they are again. Okay. What? What what? 
in the ability of every person in this room to knock on their neighbors. Okay, door. okay. So she's equating electing Democrats with ending slavery. What? And by the way, uh, Kansas is not like the linchpin of no. Democrats winning the House. No. I mean, there are seats up for election, but you're kind of overselling Kansas' significance in this election. Yes. A little bit different than the 1850s yes. and 60s. Just yes. so you know. Slight difference. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. How dare Paul? Paul, what did Paul do? How dare you use like historical facts? How dare you bring oh. those into a discussion oh, that's about disgusting. socialism and racism and progressives? How dare you, you know facts and history do not matter to these people. No, they don't. Paul tweeted out what I learned today. Doesn't she remember that it was the Democratic Party that was shoring up slavery? (gasps) Dumb as a stump. How dare you? That does not matter. (laughs) Yes, it was Democrats who supported slavery at the time. Yes, absolutely. But um, she kind of left that piece out of the the (laughs) argument there. She being Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's funny because Libertarian saying Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez speaks about Midwest state as though it is an exotic foreign country, just like all <laughs> elite leftists. That is right. She was like, in the stupid Kansans are like, yeah, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Right, exactly. And what are you doing? And really talking down to them, too. Yes, I, yes. I can't tell them what I learned in the seventh grade. They're not <laughs> smart enough for that. Yeah, this is flyover country. Trust me, she's never been there. No, she hasn't. Uh, James, uh, no, I'm sorry, not James. Jaco Jedi, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, lady reads her first first grade first grade report card for self gratification. You go, girlfriend. You go. <laughs> Joe tweeting. She's telling stories about the fifth grade because it's still very fresh in her memory. Yes. I'm like at Doc Tops with Joe, who's older than Ted Cruz. Exactly. Yes, you are older than Ted. Cruz. I remember Mrs. Stillwell. <laughs> I remember you? that class. You, did you? Stillwell. Got it. Can't believe I remember who it was. <laughs> Fifth grade, sixth uh, grade. DMXDM saying, I keep waiting for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to say, so, this one time at band camp. This one time at <laughs> I stuck a plute in my... Never mind. Whoa. Doc. Uh, Keystone Pig. So, Ocasio 2018. Of course, that's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> Is advocating the merits of the Tenth Amendment, oh, the what? power of states what? to decide. Oh Did no, she, she didn't. Oh no. Oh my, Keystone Pig, you have just trumped us all this morning. Yeah. You have just taken it to a new level. Good for yep. you. Yep, hey, yep. if you want to take your life to a new level, start eating healthy. Eat those vegetables. Eat them. I don't want to. Eat those vegetables! But I don't want to. You don't have to. Oh, good. good, good Just good. use Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. People? I'm going to eat people? No, no. Field of Greens is basically powdered vegetables. Just mix with a liquid, drink oh. it down. You get your full dose of vegetables, and you don't have to eat them. 
good. So Isn't I could that drink awesome? Them. I could yeah, just drink it. And them. by the way, it's not just some sort of supplement or something no, it's like not. that. It's, it's actually food. the vegetables. It's real food. It works great. You'll love it. It's Brickhouse Nutrition's uh, um, Field of Greens. We've told you about Dawn and Dusk for a while, which is their energy supplement. Mm-hmm. Still out there. Still works great. We love it. But this is but even Field better. of Greens is pretty good. This is something that's really going to help your family be healthy. If your kids don't like eating their vegetables. Hulk they, juice. Hulk juice. Or mix it with something else. Yeah. Put it in a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Put it in, throw throw some uh, milk in the blender, some uh, bananas, some blueberries, whatever. And some of this, they'll be getting their vegetables. And if that sounds odd to you, just got to experiment with the stuff. Because yeah. I've had a lot of smoothies that have kale and stuff yeah, in they them. Yeah, do. And it's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Kale and works the way, pretty well in the stuff. The last time I had real, real veggies, I was thinking about it was last week. I was like, oh, man. Where's my See that? field of greens? I need my veggies. Try the field of greens today by going to BrickHouseDoc.com. It's BrickHouseDoc.com and click on field of greens. The entrepreneurial spirit is to dream and to do. We are building America. Joining us now, Sean Whitfield from CanonFamilyPractice.com. How, Sean? How are you? Hey, good morning, Doc. Good morning, Chris. Hey. So glad you're with us today because I have been fascinated by something that you are doing. I've seen um, other companies do this as well, and I want to know why it has not taken off in greater numbers, maybe just because it's still new. And it's it really replaces um, insurance, right? It's direct primary care. Correct. Yeah. We call it direct primary care. Um, we say that it doesn't replace insurance, but it puts insurance back as to what it should be. And that's uh, catastrophic coverage. Okay. Um, absolutely. Paying for everything um, that everybody needs in healthcare doesn't make sense. Your car insurance doesn't cover oil changes, doesn't cover changing your wiper blades. <laughs> um, so it makes so much more expensive for everything when you have to have your insurance cover it. Yeah, most so we of, do it all self pay. Yeah, most of what we think of as insurance, health insurance now, is as I've said, a, a maintenance plan. Which you may even think people may go, "Oh, that's fine, Doc. I want the maintenance plan because it's still cheaper." No, it probably is not because we don't know what we're paying. There's all the red tape, and um, even if we are getting somewhat of a discount, you're still just delaying that payment or spreading it out over the course of months or years. Instead of just going in and saying, how much is a doctor visited? $75 and the you know CAT scan is 250 or whatever, instead of just laying that out. Exactly. And we can't know the prices now because most of the insurance companies don't publish them. Right. So you guys are located out of Woodbury, Tennessee, and you have a, a practice there. You have an office there? Uh, yes, sir. Right now I'm doing entirely house calls. We can do most of um, primary care right in the comfort of your own home. Wait, house calls? So you're going to get back, back Which is school. amazing. Yes. Absolutely. That's fast. And so house calls also could be an office call, though, where you could meet somebody at their place of business, anywhere where they would have a, a access to a private area, right? That's absolutely right. And we will do, um, we will do that for businesses. We offer discount for small businesses to provide this service for their, their employees. Um, and we will come to their office and take care of their people right on site. Wow. That's incredible. So is this is a one-time monthly fee or or a a regular monthly fee? Yes, sir. One, uh, it's a monthly fee and it covers, um, unlimited visits. You can come as many times as you need. Um, 24 seven access to me 
um, through text, video chat, however you want to do it. So it, it's really resetting that relationship between the patient and the doctor gets rid of the middlemen and um, gets you better care for and, a lot cheaper prices. And Shai, you're not a creeper, right? You're a certified doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually a, a doctor, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am a nurse practitioner. Okay. Um, I have a doctor that I work with. Oh, okay. Okay. Supervisors, absolutely. So this is nothing creepy, you know, something I will do, you know, hey, right. Chris, give me 20 bucks. Chris has a similar plan, but it's yeah, all a scam. It's, it He's is not a actually scam, a doctor, yes. you know. Absolutely. No, this is this is a great idea. And I love because you're right. You've taken some of the best of uh, old practices or older practice of medicine, brought them current. But you're still also using modern tech because you guys still do, you know, uh, text visits, uh, FaceTime. You guys can do some visits like that that don't require somebody to be right there with them. Right. Absolutely. And that's the thing is because of the way insurance is set up. The normal doctor taking insurance payments doesn't get paid unless you actually physically come in. So that's why they make you come in for refills. They make you come in for every minor complaint that you have. So um, that way we don't have to do that. We can do common complaints by text message and get you what you need. And it also never made sense to me why, if I'm sick, going to go to a building with more sick people. Right. That never exactly. I never understood that. It's like which is why I use, you know, Teladoc. I don't have to go anywhere. Hey, doctor, I feel bad. Okay, see you later. So Done. you've got an ax you've got part of that too. It's virtually a bit of a Teladoc too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's a good combination of all the good stuff in medicine that we found all rolled into one. So your monthly fee inqui- uh, includes unlimited visits, you said. So cool. And then you yes. still have 24-7 access to a provider via all these tech, you know, text, email, whatever. Um, yes. what, about, what about visits? Is it like a delay to come in? Do you, do you have to wait like a week or something? Uh, no, the way it works is um, we keep our, the number of patients in our practice pretty small. Mm-hmm. So we can pretty much guarantee you same day or next day visits. Okay, that's good. And then I noticed on your website it mentions uh, pretty lengthy visits. It's not the, you know, wait in an hour, uh, waiting room for an hour, and then only see the doctor for five minutes. You guys schedule 30-minute visits. Exactly. Our shortest visit is 30 minutes. It doesn't have to take that long if it doesn't need to, but um, I want to make sure the patient has an opportunity to actually sit down and talk to me, tell me what they need. Um, ask questions and understand what we're doing before they leave. Now, and you wh- can't do that at a normal office. What happens if I need a longer procedure or additional tests or something? You guys, I'm assuming, work with local facilities and stuff? We do. We contract um, with local labs and local imaging centers. We do have um, electronic specialist consultations. Mm-hmm. So we can send your information to a specialist and they will get back with him. Uh, four hours with um, their opinion. Um, and we have contracted some pretty uh, affordable prices with most of these local centers. So this, we this can actually save you money. This sounds great. And I know the audience right now. I know oh, what yeah. they're screaming. I know what they're, they're asking. Doc, that sounds amazing. Uh, what's this going to cost me a month? Is it like $500? Is it like ten grand? How much? So it's $25. For children up to age eighteen, and it ranges all the way up to ninety-five dollars. Nope, don't believe you. Fifty-five and up. I do not believe 55 you. Fifty-five and up, ninety-five. Wow. How, how much do you pay for your health insurance every month, everybody? Wow. 
How much are you currently paying for that maintenance plan? Because most of us, it's a little more than 25 bucks a kid yes. or $95 if yes. you're older. Wow. That's still a pretty good deal. I was paying $150 just for Milo. Right. $150. Like this, uh, and then, yeah, go ahead. And then you're paying your deductible. Yes, that's yes. right. And then you're paying, yes, I was paying a $20 deductible. Okay, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Again, this is CanonFamilyPractice.com. Canon, C-A-N-N-O-N, FamilyPractice.com. You could check it out. It's called Direct Primary Care. But, Sean, you're not alone. There, are, These are popping up all over, right? They are. They're becoming um, more and more widespread. And there's actually a website that has a map, so you can find a location near you that does this. And that's dpcfrontier.org. This is awesome. This is this is America at its best, Sean. That's what this is. This is finding a way to make something work. It's necessity is the mother of invention. Hey, healthcare costs are too expensive. Insurance, the way we've been using it, isn't working. Yet people still need access to this stuff. How can we do it? And how can you and your doctor and your company make money still? There's a way in there, and you guys have come up with this. This is awesome. We hope so, too, and we think it provides a lot better care um, for a lot cheaper. So you win in both situations. So I'm imagining, because I've seen some information on uh, direct primary care, that you're able to keep some of your costs low because you don't have the overhead. You don't have the facility. You don't have you know six people that have to uh, uh, bill people and deal with all the insurance companies. You don't have all that stuff. That's right. My practice right now is myself. That's it. I don't have a nurse. I don't have any office staff. So the cost is really low overhead. This is awesome. So how long have you been doing this? Um, I started the business uh, last July. Um, I really just started accepting patients in May. Mm-hmm. So just a few months now, but it's really taken off and had, I'm hoping it continues to. Had you heard other businesses doing this and you said, this is something that I'm interested in. So you explored it. I did. I heard about it about, two and a half years ago and I wanted to watch it because like everybody else, it's so different from what we're used to Mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, there's gotta be a catch. What is this? So I watched it for a while and decided, okay, now it's time because I was frustrated Mm -hmm. working in the traditional healthcare model. I imagine aside from the entrepreneurial angle of this, you know, and appreciating that and the simplicity you have to love uh, from being, um, a, a, a you know practicing medicine this has to connect you better with your patients you you have to like that oh it's night and day and the patients that i've seen in this model you know they sit there and they're like is this for real um they, they they're really speechless that of the service that i can provide them for the cost and every time that makes me feel so good that is, uh, that's awesome. I think you got something special here. Business is going up. You're, it's, it's catching on quickly. Yes, sir. And then I guess it's uh, building up your clientele and and doing your job, that's right? Real, that's that's really it. It's a little advertising and marketing, which is not my forte, but you know, I'm learning <clears throat> as I go. So, hey, Sean, I have a question because here it says you only take accept a maximum of 600 patients to allow you guys to give time, you know, and, and care for those patients. So what right. happens when you hit that 600 patient? Do you refer them to somewhere else? Do you put them on a waiting list? We do put them on a waiting list. Okay. We will refer them to another practice. And I've already had two phone calls from other providers who are interested in doing the same thing or That's joining awesome. my practice. So. 
there's room for expansion. That is so cool. Sean, this is really cool. It's canonfamilypractice.com. If you're in the uh, Woodbury, Tennessee area, uh, please check them out again. Canonfamilypractice.com. We'll tweet out a link. We'll post it so people can find out. If you want to find out more about it because you're a doctor, a nurse practitioner, you want to start this as a business, um, I'm sure you can click on and find out more details. But, Sean, I think you have something here, and I think it's awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for filling us in, buddy. You bet. That's uh, Sean, uh, canonfamilypractice.com. That is so cool. I never understood the whole purpose. If I'm sick, why am I going to go to a building with other sick people? Why am I going to do that? Yeah. That makes no sense. I'm trying to get away from the sickness, not go into the sickness. Hospitals freak me out. I just, I, I love, I love how this stands in defiance Oh, to the standard, the old the the dc your insurance companies are mm. working Good against team. you with dc they are Think tied to those dirtbag politicians <laughs> they are some of the worst when it comes to lobbying yep. and all of that nonsense and they have created this this middleman that just takes your money has never solved the problem of nope. bringing down health care costs it's it's not disaster coverage he had to file bankruptcy, and he had insurance. <clears throat> you know what that means? Insurance, the way it currently operates, is a scam. Yeah. We allowed them, evil geniuses, to come up with this system. Instead, people said, you know what? Obamacare is not the answer. No. One payer, meaning the government paying and providing health care for all of us, is not the answer. Look at the NHS in England or the health care system in Canada. Their failures are every are reported on every day from a sympathetic media. The media loves them some MH, NHS yep. in the UK, and still you can find their failures every day reported on. Yep. They do not have the money. It is a failed model. All of these are failures. Our system is a failure, just not quite as big a failure as socialized medicine. Their systems are failures. Then somebody says, what, what are we doing? A doctor says, what, what is this? Same doctors that create a use wax RX. Same, probably the same doctors were thinking the same way. Like, what is this? What do, you, do you remember? Think you know, ears? you look at this as a gym ears. membership. Yes. You know what? Yes. Yes, because you're working on your body. You're trying to get healthy or whatever. And you have unlimited time to go in there. Yep. There's certain services they provide. Okay. This gym's a little better. They have the elliptical. This one doesn't. This one's a little cheaper. This one's a, a little pool. more. Awesome. I'm hoping Sean mm-hmm. will open up four others. Me too. In different areas and, and contract other people. Think about that. You give this this power to the people. Be like, you don't have to come to the doctors. Stay at home. Hey. Look at price gases right now. Yep. Almost $5 per gallon. Do you really want, let me drive to you. Let me bring the health care to you. Yep. Come you know, on. If you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you know somebody that is or start a business, Call. this thing is growing. Yeah. There are, there are offices all over the country. Look up the term direct primary care. Or if you're in Woodbury, Tennessee, Cannon Family Practice. Here's another one, though. If, um, if Sean's smart, he'll mm-hmm. coach these other people, yes. other doctors in other areas yep. on how to start the business. How do you do it? Do you already know? They figured out the equation. I'll Don't consult. reinvent it. Consult. Right. Anyways, awesome stuff. Hopefully you got a lot out of it. We did as well. Uh, the briefing. What that's is that? the audio book that's by sean spicer oh hold on sean spicer has an audio book he has now, an audio book did he actually read he it he actually read it yes the only thing that would have been better if melissa mccarthy had read did it. the uh did the, the she beginning? does the forward for it 
Hi, I'm Melissa McCarthy. That would have been brilliant. (laughs) But it's still awesome. Glenn said something yesterday on the set of the News and Why It Matters about writing a book. And someone said to him, you know, I was having trouble getting through your book, Glenn, or it wasn't making as much sense until I thought of your voice. Mm, reading it in that did, person's voice. George is like, I can't listen to my own voice. No, I the noise yes. whatever. A lot of people think that yep, or whatever. Yep. In your head as you read a, boy, a, a book, it's in kind of your own voice. It is your own voice, yeah. That's what's so cool about audiobooks when somebody like Sean reads it themselves. Mm-hmm. Sean has this book out. I have not looked at it yet or, or listened to it yet. I got to check this out. What a character. Yeah. It, regardless of whether or not you like him or hate him, doesn't matter if you like President Trump or not. No. His history, him being at the White House and the circus surrounding it. The beginning of the presidency was a bizarre and interesting ride. In this book, he tells a lot of tales. He tells the first insider account of being a member of Trump team from the campaign to the White House. All of this. He talks about being behind the scenes. This is provocative and enlightening political humor. It's called The Briefing by Sean Spicer, and it reveals the truth behind some of the biggest news story of our time and offers a bit of a glimpse of what it's like to stand in the press rooms at the podium on behalf of President Trump. The audiobook is narrated by Sean Spicer, and you can pick it up today. We'll go ahead and tweet out a link to where you can get it as well. Audible.com. Oh, Audible. Audible.com. Go to Audible, sign up for an account, and, and get go to. The Briefing by Sean Spicer. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned despite what the Ohio State Highway Patrol believes, I am not a human trafficker. <laughs> no, you're not. We learned She's just Asian. every time you do see doe, a black man gets lynched and a Klan member gets a pointy hat. I'm sorry, but I did not mean to laugh. We learned every We learned that everything Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez needs to know about socialism she learned in 5th grade. <laughs> that the homework was very hard. That's right. That was a little late, but I'm glad you got it in there. Chris Cruz, what if anything did you learn today? Dr. Shiv is willing to take a punch to on the liberals. <laughs> yes. Square dancing is a gateway drug to white supremacy. It is the gateway dancing to yes, white supremacy. Yes. And finally, I learned if you're a politician and you have to reference the fifth grade, you're doing it wrong. You are definitely doing it wrong. It's simple thoughts from the left. That's what it is. Simple <laughs> concepts. Listen, it was the fifth grade. Hello, Hello. <laughs> little Little Mrs. Doubtfire going too. Hello. Kirk Jones, spin of the dial, radio style, Dallas, Texas morning. What of anything do you learn today? What I learned today, Chris Cruz is an Uncle Ernesto. Ernesto. Tomas. Ernesto. What of anything do the listeners learn today? Speaking ducks saying you can't come as many times as you need gets no bell? What? Unions are for people too scared to negotiate their own compensation. Yep. And TJ Topping learning the effect of the 5 for 15 is only increasing inflation. There it is. That's it. Give me one more. Brucey, not Brucey, saying what I learned today. Grab your partner and dozy do. Hashtag me too. <laughs> All right. I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination. I'll do it tomorrow. What else do we have coming Chef up? Chef Patrick and a surprise for you. What does Glenn concert. have coming up? He's talking about how the death of the shopping center can be a blessing. What is Glenn wearing? Uh, a leisure suit. Ooh, 70s throwback day here at the Blaze. Oh, nice. Remember, the morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you are. are. Anya, now you go home.
Oh, wait, did you say a surprise for me? Yes, a surprise for you. No, that's not going to be good. Are you ready for it? No, this is going to be bad. It's not a good one, I can tell. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.